Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Uh, look out. <laughs> it's only me. It's only the camera. With Pete Davis, sidekick producer and sports raconteur extraordinaire, and the mechanical mangler at the controls, it's Flounder, and it's freaking Thursday, and Shannon's coming up, and so is Neil. Neil boards at 4 o'clock. How's it going, 303? What a fun day, man. I I was doing stuff at home, and I couldn't stop watching the TV screen to hear the audio of the United States Supreme Court arguments about Donald Trump. Honestly, I, I mean, it's. I couldn't stop listening. It was. I thought. I mean, this. What a. What a. What a moment in history. At some point, they're, they're good. Historians are going to look back at this entire episode, all this entire political stuff, and say, "Man, what a. What a thing was going on in America." And I was able to listen to the argument deciding whether this would be a deciding moment in American political history. And I was, I was, I mean, I'm just, uh, man, it was fun. Uh, Pete Davis, did you have a chance to watch any of it up there in the mountains of Macon? You probably didn't get a signal or something. I don't know. <laughs> it's like watching uh, the Dred Scott uh, decision right in front of you. It's yeah. history. I tell you, I couldn't. I mean, I was, I was tingling. I was saying, oh, my God, I can't play. In fact, I texted uh, you and Flounder earlier saying, well, now I, I know what's going to be done. I said, I hope they're allowing the audio because I didn't know whether. I think that's a thing now. But I think they also can decide whether they want to do it or not. So I was hoping. And I said, oh, I, and boom, bam. In fact, you'll hear some of it coming. Coming up too. Uh, Flounder, did you? You probably working. Uh, you probably didn't get to listen to much. Although you got some sound bites, so you heard some yeah, parts. Some, uh, Gorsuch really had some good audio. I just got, so we can play that as well. Yeah. There, I mean, in fact, at some point, even Katanji Brown pressed him really, really good. Yeah. The, uh, so, uh, Supreme Court Justice uh, Bippity Boppity Boo was uh, was extremely. Uh, <laughs> Effective in her counsel. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I mean, though, she. I mean, I, you know, she, she was picked be because there. she's not. She, she's picked because she's a black girl. She wasn't the best candidate in America. She was not the best candidate to be on the Supreme Court in the United States of America. She was picked only because she was black and a girl. So screw you. I mean, you know, I, I hope she's good. I hope she's not stupid. I don't have any idea. I can't follow along with these arguments and whether she's full of prunes or not. She sounded pretty smart th- with what I heard today. Uh, but still, you know, if, if you're picked for that, you're, you know, you, you were picked because of racism. So I don't respect your pick. Sorry. What? She doesn't know what a woman is. Uh, yeah, that's it. Yo, I'm no biologist. I mean, that's what did it for me. I said, oh, you've got... I mean, <laughs> remember... It was at the Tennessee Senator, Marsha Blackburn, wasn't it? said, can you please tell me what is a woman? And she said, well, I'm no biologist. <laughs> no biologist. What are you looking at me oh, for? Oh, dear God. A woman is a human being with two different chromosomes, X and Y. No, oh, no, no, two X's. Not. I'm sorry. A man, well, these days, who knows? A man has the two. A woman only has two X's. And so, by the way, when they used to behead the queens who didn't produce sons for the monarchies, if a, if a queen in a, a countries of her historically around the world uh, did not produce an heir, they blamed the woman. They said, you didn't give him a son. Mm. Well, it's the man's fault. He's the only one who it's can easy, make a son. Easy to remember. If you have a Y, you're a guy. There you are. 
And in 1493, Columbus sailed the deep blue sea. So it's just everything in rhyme, and you can, uh, you'll can you never miss another history quiz. All right, 306, 306. So you hear some Supreme Court stuff. Again, I was I was just, uh, uh, I, I couldn't stop listening to it. It was just fabulous. And, and, and of course, you know, you think, boy, I, I had two quick questions. I, I, I promise we'll get on with the rest of the show. So, uh, first of all, uh, I, I don't know whether in the sound bites we have there was uh, uh, that Trump lawyer. By the way, was brilliant. I, 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 man, I thought he was great. And he made a point at some point. He said, he said, for one thing, this was not an insurrection. It was a riot. It was horrible and bad and uh, really nasty and everything. But it wasn't an insurrection by definition. It was not an insurrection. It was a, it was it was a riot, and there were no guns. I mean, so first of all, you how could you claim the president of the United States was guilty of leading an insurrection when there's no when there's no insurrection? Plus, he's never been charged or convicted of leading or being part of an insurrection. So, but to me, I don't know whether everybody asks this very simple question, but to me, it seems like this: if you allow this Colorado state decision to keep him off the ballot to stand, it means that any state. Elections official can say, ah, you know, that guy was guilty of an insurrection. I saw him at a protest over at the Capitol a couple of months ago. Uh, So clearly he's guilty of an insurrection, so I'm going to keep him off the ballot. Because that's what Colorado did. Somebody in Colorado said, oh, well, Trump's guilty of an insurrection, so we're going to stop him. So some individual in, in some individual state decided on his or her own to keep a candidate off the ballot. That can't, I mean, that alone... How is that possible? Anyway, I, it just seems so freaking simple. Uh, also, and we got phone calls, too, and I love phone calls. 404-741-1230. 741-1230. And we'll get to all your calls, and we'll also talk. Uh, uh, Donald Trump, you'll hear from Donald Trump talking about how he feels about the decision, about the impending decision, by the way. Also, uh, the uh, Fanny the Floozy has to, uh, is trying to get some of these subpoenas quashed. We'll talk about that. And uh, let's see. Oh, oh, President Stupidface did it again. The head of the uh, White trash family of America, again, got world leaders mixed up uh, between those who are alive and those who have been dead for a long time. He did it twice this week. (laughs) (sighs) Oh, oh, and Dr. Jill came to town here in Atlanta to talk about women's heart health. She's not a doctor. What does she know about women's heart health? She knows about community colleges. She wrote a thesis on why community colleges are good for the country. (laughs) Dear God. Women's Camera, she read a brochure. Well, that's true, too. <laughs> and Hillary brought him peace, stinky fart cabbage. It's <laughs> talking about Tucker Carlson says she he should not be allowed back in the country. And she blames Russia for her losing the election. She was one who blamed Trump for being. I mean, it's, oh my God, I just I hate her so much. She's guilty of everything. She accuses everybody else of doing. I will get to all that, too. Plus, oh, there the, are two horrible stories. The uh, why you don't pick on, uh, pick on black chicks. Uh, one, you're going to say, what, oh, my God. And two, the story of two women. This is all over social media. It was all over the news today. And I feel so bad about this. Two very nice uh, 31-year-old housewives from Kentucky decided to go to the Bahamas on a vacation uh, at the special resort. And two of the uniformed resort guys said, oh, I'll bring you some drinks. They brought them drinks, gave them cocktails with nothing but knockout drugs in them. And the women woke up to be being raped. And then when they complained, the people at the resort tried to hide it and cover it up. They wouldn't let them get a rate. They took them to the hospital. It's a nightmare what happened to those women in the Bahamas. So no more Bahamas. I mean, where do you hear this? It's outrageous. You'll also hear from a crying Gen Zer. 
coming up today. 310. Okay. Um, and uh, and uh, um, um, uh, Neil Bortz at 4 o'clock joins us from uh, his traveling adventure, wherever he might be, at 4 o'clock to chat and goof around. And as a lawyer, this ought to be fun. Talk about the Supreme Court. I hope you got a chance to hear that stuff today. Okay. Should we go phone calls, uh, Flounder? What do you want to do? Who's Is that uh, Stan, it looks like, or not? I can't tell. Is that? Yes, that's Stan. Stan, you're on the radio. Welcome aboard, my friend. What do you think? What's up? Hey, Cameron. Yes, sir. I'd like you, like you, I was fascinated by that Supreme Court hearing today. And I heard one thing that I've been questioning myself on whether I heard the correct statement uh-huh. from one of the male judges. You know, they kept referring back to the reason the 14th Amendment was put in was to prevent uh, Civil War Confederates. Yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. I thought I heard one of them say that it was radicalized Republicans that wanted to keep slavery in place. Did you happen to hear that? Well, I, I did not hear that. I didn't hear, the, obviously didn't hear all of it uh, by a mile, but I did right. not hear that. Pete, were, did you hear any of that? You were really? Mm-hmm. No. I can't, uh, wow. That, <laughs> he blamed Republicans. Yeah, that's, I, I find it hard to believe. Maybe, I, I don't know. Wow. Well, I'm, I intend to go back and listen to it again, and, and I, the more I thought about it, I could have sworn that I, that's what I heard one of the judges say. Wow. Well, I, if he and did, I'll bet. The more I think about it, the more it bothers me. Well, I don't blame you. And by the way, the only thing I'm thinking of is if, if, I, if, I, if someone had heard that correctly, I would think the reaction already on Twitter or the news would be, would be uh, superior and <laughs> flying all over the place. But we'll keep, yeah. we'll keep looking. And uh, Stan, thank you, man. That's a, wow, if that's true, that's a, that's a hell of a comment for a Supreme Court justice. It may have just been me. All so right. Well, thanks. No man. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. 312. Let's take one more, Flounder. Is that uh, Roswell Tim? Is that what that says? <laughs> Roswell Tim. Oh, from the Roswell Tims. Hey, you're on the radio, man. What's up? What do you think? Hey, Kimber. Good to hear you. Uh, I just wanted to weigh in on that chromosome thing. My wife, who is a woman, has definitely got the Y chromosome. She'll ask me, why are you so late getting home? Uh, why uh, did you why, call me? Oh, hey. <laughs> why you treat me like Why do you take me out there? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and then I, then I used some other women that had two X chromosomes so they could stay home and not work. There you two go. And, uh, hey, what are you doing for your sweet girl for uh, Valentine's Day there, uh, uh, Roswell Tim? I'm ahead of the curve. I already bought her some Valentine's candy. Oh, well, there you go. All right, man. <laughs> you have a great day, Tim. Roswell Tim from the Roswell Tims. Uh, 313. You want to do one more or should we hold him over? Is that, it says Danny, oh. but that can't be right. Do we know who that is on there? Oh, wait a minute. It's Scotty the Window Guy. Scotty the Window Guy. 313 with the Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder. What's up, man? Hey, what's going on, Kimmer? Semper Fi. Welcome home, brother. Yes, sir. Thank you. Hey man, sorry about the loss for your brothers today. Five uh, Marines, five Marines. What, what the? Yeah, I, I don't know what happened. I, I assume they were uh, deliberately going into that bad weather to train for going into bad weather. Otherwise, why the hell, if they weren't in a hurry, why the hell would they have done it with that storm for three days? Anyway, I'm sorry. Go ahead with the other stuff there you're doing there. I just want to talk about Trump. I mean, what? I mean, he has changed from 2016. I mean, he came out and talked about issues that would fix this country, and he didn't babble about the Supreme Court, you know, after all that. I mean, what's your opinion on the way that he reacted to that? Well, I think I think he's taken a uh, serious road. I think he's learned a lot of lessons about how people are going to react to it. But the thing, the thing that I'm astounded by, I think from the day he came down that stinking escalator, every single day for seven years, he's been under attack. 
under attack every day for seven years by everybody. And he's still walking around. I mean, I'd have been in prison for murdering people. I mean, honestly, I, I, I can't. Um, can you imagine every day everybody was against him for seven years well, the, and they're I, still doing it? I, I think that he's pulling off and I think it's just making him stronger. Yeah. And I think that everybody's realizing that, yeah, he's a pompous ass, but you know what? He, he knows what to do and he does love this country. You cannot deny that fact. 315, got to go. You're killing me. With Kevin Pete and Flounder Thursday and uh, Neil Borch joining us at 4 o'clock. Man, we got a lot of stuff going on here this afternoon. 318. And the jungle. How's it going? It's only me, the Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder. A little Axl Rose here for you with the Axl people. Guns and Roses. Guns and Roses. Yes, <laughs> the Axl Rose people. <laughs> I knew I had it in there somewhere. I know it's going to come popping right out of there. <laughs> Those people. <laughs> Well, it was on this. <laughs> what am I, the president? Uh, <laughs> 2013 on this day, a judge in L.A. threw out a claim by Axel Rose of fraud and misrepresentation against Guitar Hero 3. Axel Rose had claimed that his deal with the company to license the song Welcome to the Jungle for use in the game included a promise from Activision that no images of Slash would be used in the game. But later, both Maroon 5 singer Adam Levine and Gwen Stefani's band No Doubt sued the company over their own portraits, or por I'm sorry, portrayals in Band Hero, a Guitar Hero series spinoff. Holy moly, I had no idea this was some, such a thing. That was 2013, Axel Rose. Anyway, uh, 319. Now, a birthday list today includes Ted Gobble. 84. Good for you, Ted Koppel. You did Nightline because of the uh, Iran the Iran hostage crisis, as I recall. When that started and they were taken hostage, ABC started uh, doing a late night kind of an update on the hostage crisis, and then it expanded. And he did, and actually, he's you know he's a dry, milk toasty kind of guy, but he's very serious and sober, and he was intelligent, knew what he was doing, and seemed to have you know do a good show. And he said, "Hey, we'll keep doing this," and they did it for a very long time. Uh, I don't. I, in fact, I was on it. I did a, a, a bunch of stories for Nightline. Uh, with Ted Koppel a couple of times. And not that he would know me or anything, but anyway, that was kind of fun. Ted Koppel, 80, what did I say, 4, 3, 4, somewhere there. I just scratched it out. And on this day in history, uh, 1994, Jack Nicholson attacked a guy's windshield with a golf club in a fit of road rage after the other guy cut him off in Hollywood traffic. Uh, the guy sued, and uh, Jack Nicholson uh, reached an undisclosed settlement in order to avoid a criminal charge. Because that's if you go at a guy with a with a golf club, that's attempted murder. I mean, that's a deadly weapon. Well, the, the Kennedy guy killed uh, Skakel killed that uh, girlfriend with a uh, with a six iron. Remember, I mean, that's you know, that's not fooling around. Uh, Three twenty one. By the way, our uh, our uh, sponsorship this hour for the entire three hour broadcast is our good friends at First Liberty Building and Loan. If you need financing to grow your business, visit First Liberty GA. 
www.kimberlybuildingandloan.com. First Liberty Building and Loan. Uh, Kimber Pete and Flounder, how's it going? 321, Neil Bortz at 4 o'clock. Uh, all right. Um, oh, we're going to get to all the Supreme Court case stuff first in a minute. This is incredible. This has just happened. The uh, Federal Bureau of Investigation has just unleashed a SWAT team of 25 guys with machine guns shooting up President Joe Biden's home in Delaware uh, after they have been investigating more documents, stolen documents. Apparently, they wrestled his entire staff to the ground. They've been beating him up and they're firing the weapon. Oh, Oh, no. Oh, no. That's what we thought was going to happen, because that's what they did to Donald Trump. Remember when Donald Trump had the documents under lock and key, was safeguarding with a whole room for him, and they didn't like it. So they sent the SWAT teams, and they had people in freaking boats. They had people in freaking helicopters. They swamped them at 6 o'clock in the morning and everything else. And Joe Biden, they just now have uh, released the official report. And Joe Biden, oh, golly, he, uh, oh, yes, he did mishandle classified documents but there there's 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 not going to be any charge for that no uh they did not recommend any criminal charges against president white trash for leaving classified documents with his corvette in his garage yeah, the retention of classified documents since last year, documents about military, foreign policy in Afghanistan, national security, sensitive intelligence sources and methods. And guess what? We conclude no criminal charges are warranted in this matter. <clears throat> they describe Biden as a sympathetic, well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory. We've oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, they couldn't get him past a jury. OK, now let's think of this. If he is an elderly old, well-meaning man with a poor memory, what the hell is he doing being president of the United States? And how come Dr. Jill says, oh, God, he's like a 35-year-old? I mean, this is, they just admitted he's a bumbling old fool. So because he's a bumbling old fool, uh, we're not going to charge him with anything like we do. Like we do. Hell, Donald Trump could go to prison for 150 years because of this made-up charge when he had all this stuff under lock and key. It gets worse. Did you read on about why, why he wouldn't take it to a jury? Please do. Based on our direct interactions with and observations of him, he is someone from whom many jurors will want to identify reasonable doubt. It would be difficult to convince a jury that they should convict him by then a former president well into his 80s of a serious felony that requires a mental state of willfulness. Yeah, the investigation no evidence or uncovered evidence that president willfully retained and disclosed uh, classified materials when he was a private citizen. But again, they just, uh, 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 this is unbelievable. Uh, your juror's never going to convict this old fellow, so let's let him go. That's how they decide whether to charge a, a, a public official, one of the two highest, oh my God, in the land with misuse of, of classified documents when Donald Trump was swarmed with FBI agents with machine guns, including that people in the Bay, the Gulf, the uh, Biscayne Bay or whatever the hell it was. They're not that over the, off, the, off his Mar-a-Largo. My, my God, it's unbelievable. Mm -hmm. they, they had helicopters up there. They, you know, they were wrestling the chef to the ground, apparently, going through his wife's underpants. <laughs> and then remember the, the federal Gestapo investigation, these slime bags with a disgraceful Atlanta, uh, Christopher the Cossack Ray, a, 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 a known perjurer. Uh, and these guys, are. remember they staged the photographs of all the documents and stuff? The FBI agent said, well, all right, let's, let's put these out in the open and let's have them all so you can see all the titles. So then we'll take pictures and we'll release it to the public and we'll pretend that Donald Trump had all this stuff just sitting around on the coffee table so all the spies could get it. No, this will be fun. Hey, boys, let's have fun, okay, because we're the FBI. We can do any freaking thing we want. Dirty freaking. They ought to, be, they ought to beat the crap out of them and throw them under the jail.
And they let this slime bag get away with it because, oh, he'll, no one would ever convict him. He said, oh, he's old. He's Uncle Joe. Oh, my God. We need a revolution. We need one. I'm not, call, I'm not, you know, I'm not leading on. I'm not calling for it, but we need one. This is appalling. That special counsel, Robert Hur, was not recommend because he was afraid that the jury would never convict him. So, in other words, if you are a prosecutor and you look at a case, even though it's obviously a case that you could win with a slam dunk, you got the video. It was there in the garage. It's not, you know, it's not like you faked it. It was right there. He, therefore, broke the law. He had no right to have it there. And, by the way, he was not president. He was a private citizen, but he was also never president. Donald Trump had the authority as president to declassify documents. Biden didn't. So that was clearly a million times more illegal than anything Donald Trump did about documents. And they're going to let him go. So I guess now from now on, the prosecutor can say, well, you know, I, I just he's old. And so we'll just let him go if he's a Democrat, I guess. Donald Trump was old. Donald Trump was 77 years old, 75 when he had whatever. Good jeez. I, I mean, honest to God, doesn't it make you freaking angry? Rocco's on the line. He wants to talk about the Supreme Court. All right. We're, and you're going to hear the Supreme Court justices. You're going to hear like three of them coming up here in a second. Now, 326. Rocco, you're on the radio, man. What do you think? What's going on, Cameron? Yes, sir. Hey, man, listen. I, I, I happen to have the day off, and I'm watching this, and everything that you, you just listed and everything that you saw today in the Supreme Court is based on one simple lie. And I kept thinking, sitting there listening to this, they let a simple lie go all the way to the Supreme Court, and that simple lie is Donald Trump committed insurrection. Right. And that lie is motivated by one simple thing, to cover up Uncle Joe's involvement in Ukraine. Donald Trump knew it when he was president. He started uncovering it. And they know if he gets back in there, he will go full force and uncover all of it, Ukraine and the whole thing. And and Uncle Joe is doing whatever he can do to keep that from happening. And it's amazing. A simple lie made it all the way to the Supreme Court. I just couldn't believe it. Yeah. Rocco, I listen, I appreciate it. And, and again, you know, the, the, the only case, the only reason they're doing this is a political reason to keep him from being elected again. It, it's election interference at its most grotesque and highest level to the Supreme Court of the United States. Thank God we have one. A lot of places don't. Uh, let's do some uh, Supreme Court. So yeah, you heard earlier Dick Durbin wanted... Uh... What's his name? Uh, Justice Thomas to step down or recuse yeah. himself from this? Yeah, yeah, but he didn't. He, men- he didn't mention any of the other justices, like yeah. the, like the girl <laughs> justice who, who had somebody sell, you know, buy about nine fifty thousand copies of her book to make her rich. It was just one guy bought them all as you know as a way of paying her off. It, it wasn't like they went to you know booksellers.com and everybody's lined up in line to get her book. It was the one guy bought like fifty thousand <laughs> of them. Give me a freaking break! It's like right? it's like the people who bought Hunter's paintings. I, I, exactly, <laughs> it's a take. It's a, you know, wet in your beak. You know, just, just a taste, just a, tip, a little just taste. Just a little tip. Uh, let, who, who, who have we got time to play here on the Supreme Court? We've got uh, Kagan. We've got uh, Bippity Boppity Boo. We'll do and Kagan, and then we can come back. The other ones are kind of lengthy, but again, the, it, it's you, you want to hear it. Sure. All right, let's hear the Supreme Court Justice Kagan talking today. What a, what a remarkable, fun time this was to listen to this. Here's part of it. 
most boldly, I think that the question that you have to confront is why a single state should decide who gets to be president of the United States. In other words, you know, this question of whether a former president is disqualified for insurrection uh, to be president again is, you know, just say it, it sounds awfully national to me. Um, so whatever means there are to enforce it would suggest that they have to be federal, national means. Why does, uh, you know, if you weren't from Colorado and you were from Wisconsin or you were from Michigan, and it really, you know, what the Michigan Secretary of State did is going to make the difference between, you know, whether candidate A is elected or candidate B is elected, I mean, that seems quite extraordinary, doesn't it? <laughs> and I mean, this, I, 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 I can't tell you how much. Well, yeah, I guess you could tell because I have told you how exciting it was to hear. I mean, actually hear it. I mean, it's like, I mean, I, I hear, here are the Supreme Court justices and I'm listening to them and how they make their living deciding what happens to the future of our country. Ah, man, it was very exciting. Three, three, three. Uh, we'll be right back. I haven't seen you this giddy. Since the Taylor Swift concert. <laughs> I'm getting all right. I got to stop this day drinking. 3.30, Kimber, Pete, and Flounder. Here we go. Look out. <laughs> the Doobsters. <laughs> Yeah, look out, it's only me. It's only the camera. I think that was back before anybody knew what a doobie was. I know most Amer- most Americans did not know what a doobie was when they got big. <laughs> oh, they're not singing. This is all instrumental? No, it's a long intro. Oh, it is? <laughs> well, they never did that on the radio stations. It would play like the four bars and then go right to it. So that's obviously the uncut version. And now we'll be, I'll be leading right up to it. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, boys. Yeah, yeah. Oh, right. yeah, you're nope. right. It is. It Holy moly. It's instrumental. Yeah. My God, it's instrumental. this is not. <laughs> <laughs> somewhere over the <laughs> 3.35. <laughs> well, somewhere in there is the Doopsters. Yeah. Well, uh, American rock drummer, vocalist, and songwriter Keith Knudsen. There's a Knudsen. With the Doobie Brothers died of pneumonia on this day in 2005. He was 56. Doobie Brothers had the big number one single, What a Fool Believes, and the 93 British hit, Long Train Runnin'. Uh, this guy, Keith Knudsen, who passed away, founded the band Southern Pacific with fellow Doobie brother, John McPhee. Yeah, back in the day, so that's a passing of the thing there. Uh, birthday list includes uh, Nick Nolte, the actor, still alive somehow, 83. Oh, Kidoki. Thank you, Nick. And on this day in history, 1993, this was despicable. General Motors sued NBC after NBC was caught in a sleazy staged fraud trying to uh, blame the Chevy and GM pickup trucks, saying they were prone to spectacular fires after crashes. So NBC rigged the vehicles and had one crash into the other and rigged it so they burst into flames when they could videotape it to say, look how bad these trucks are. And when, NB- when, when when General Motors found out that it was all stayed, they, like, wired up explosives and firebomb or something in the vehicle so it would explode. And when General Motors found out, they sued. And guess what? NBC settled the next day. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't take long. The next 
day. Man, that was brutal. Uh, 3.37. By the way, I just saw, I was watching some uh, uh, coverage right now on Fox Network News about the documents in President uh, Crime Family's garage. The special investigator who put together this report is actually saying, and I'm looking the words in the thing from uh, their uh, commentator, that he investigated and talked to uh, President Whitrash, his memory appeared completely hazy, and he didn't remember being vice president. <clears throat> and the guy said, so we just uh, heard him a few minutes ago, the guy obviously wrote down, well, no jury would convict him because by the time it got there, it'd be an old man in his 80s with a hazy memory who didn't know what he was doing and brain addled. And so, I mean, my God, this he's talking about the president of the United States. I mean, how important is that? An elderly man with poor memory who would never be convicted by a jury. So that's the reason. That's the reason they let him go uh, as opposed to the reason they swamped Donald Trump with SWAT teams with machine guns and, uh, and before dawn uh, to, to get, take care of documents that were already under lock and key in a special room. And then they staged a fake photo op to make it look bad. And, and the garage thing with the pictures of the garage thing with President White Trash were not staged. They were real. That's what it was like. It just laid all these documents, sensitive secret documents. And because he's an old fart there, you know, a hazy memory, an old man, they're going to let him go. You dirty bastard, two-tiered justice system. What more evidence do we need? And you know what kills me? You know what freaking kills me? Every one of you Democrats listening right now is going to say, well, that's the way it ought to be. You know, Trump's a scoundrel, and uh, Joe's just, an old, you know, he's, he's a nice guy. He's an old man. He didn't mean anything. It was like His garage wasn't open to everybody. So, you know, let the man alone. You know, he's the president. Leave him alone. And it will not affect anybody's decision to vote. This, this, this case of this and the Supreme Court stuff will not affect any Democrat's decision on voting or to whom they should cast their vote this fall. Won't make a damn bit of difference. Uh, what, what, I mean, we, we can't live this way. We can't have this kind of country. I don't know. Pete? I mean, this is since the 70s where he got away with the plagiarism and everything. And I have a friend in California. She's very smart, lives in Santa Monica. And every time I mention this to her, she says, oh, it's just Uncle Joe. He's yeah. so nice. Yeah. Brought us together. Although he made the most hateful administration since Putty Tat. Remember, he said, if anybody says a bad word about anybody else in my administration, they're fired immediately. And then he started screaming about MAGA Republicans using Marines and fiery gates of hell to complain about Republicans voting for Donald Trump, calling me names. <laughs> he should have fired himself the first freaking day. All right, let's get to Gorsuch. Uh, we got several sound bites here in the Supreme Court thing. Uh, this is pretty cool. The lawyer for Colorado, again, Colorado kept Donald Trump off the ballot. He sued, and this is the case that's going to determine whether Colorado and any other state is allowed on their own to keep Donald Trump off a ballot without him being an, a, a convicted of an act of insurrection by Congress as an, an impeachment. So here's Gorsuch, and the, the Colorado lawyer, Jason Murray, got the, uh, got, got the act read to him. He got, he got carved a new one today when Gorsuch said, no, no, don't pull that stuff on me, mister. You say he is disqualified from holding office from the moment it happens. Correct, but nevertheless, so, so it, it, it operates. You say that it, there's no no legislation necessary. I thought that was the whole theory of your case, and no procedure necessary. It happens automatically. Well, certainly, you need a procedure in order to have any remedy to enforce the disqualification. Which is I under, that's a whole separate question. That's the de facto doctrine. Doesn't work here. Okay, put that aside. He's disqualified from the moment. Self-executing. Done. And I would think that a person who would 
receive a direction from that person, the president, former president, in your view, would be free to act as he or she wishes without regard to that individual. I don't think so, because I think, again, the de facto Why? officer doctrine would nevertheless come into play to say this is... No, de facto, that, that doesn't work, Mr. Murray, because de facto officer is to ratify the conduct <laughs> Sorry, that's sir. done afterwards and, and, and insulate it from judicial review. Put that aside. I'm not going to say it again. Put it aside, okay? I think Justice Lee is asking a very different question, a more pointed one, and more difficult one for you, I understand, but I think it deserves an answer. On your theory... Would anything compel a, a lower official to obey an order from, in your view, the former president? I'm imagining a situation where, for example, a former president was, you know, a, a president was elected and they were 25 and they were ineligible to no, office, but no, nevertheless they were no, put into that no, office. No, no, we're talking about Section 10. Please don't change <laughs> nice the hypothetical, try. okay? Please don't change the hypothetical. I know I like doing it too, but please don't do it, okay? Well, the, the point I'm trying to make is He's that disqualified from the moment he committed an... Yeah. In other words, this lawyer's trying to say, well, we have the right to say it was an insurrection and keep you off the ballot. And Gorsuch is saying, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> I mean, again, it's so simple to me. How is it possible that, a, that the Secretary of State of Colorado, in charge of elections, would say, nah, that freaking Trump, man, that was an insurrection. I'm keeping him off the ballot. I mean, how is that possible? Because he's a Democrat. It's one party rule. I know. And, well, we That's got one what will happen let's, if they get in power. Let's do a, a bippity boppity boo here. Katanji, uh, the uh, ch- double check mark Supreme Court justice. Uh, and she was talking about the. Well, well, we'll hear, hear comments about Again, it was wonderful to be able to hear this testimony at the Supreme Court today. Here's Katanji. All right. Final question. Um, the Colorado Supreme Court concluded that the violent attempts of the petitioner supporters uh, in this case to halt the count. Uh, on January 6th qualified as an insurrection uh, as defined by Section 3. And I read your opening brief to accept uh, that those events counted as an insurrection. Um, but then your reply seemed to suggest that they were not. So wh- what is your position oh, as to that? We, we never accepted or conceded in our this opening brief Trump's that attorney. this was an insurrection. Listen to this. What we said in our opening brief was President Trump did not engage in any act that can plausibly be characterized as insurrection. All right, so why would it not be an insurrection? What is your argument that it's not? Your reply brief says that it wasn't because I think you say um, it did not involve an organized attempt to overthrow the government. That's one of many reasons. But for an insurrection, there needs to be an organized, concerted effort to overthrow the government of the United States through violence. And this and so the point is that a chaotic up, effort to overthrow the government is not an insurrection? No, we didn't concede that it's an effort to overthrow the government either, Justice Jackson. Right? None of these criteria were met. This was a riot. It was not an insurrection. The events were shameful, criminal, violent, all of those things. But it did not qualify as insurrection, as that term is used in Section 3. Thank you. Because, thanks. Thank you, Counsel. Thank you. That, to me, I mean, that, he just said it. First of all, it was not an insurrection. And Trump was not leading an insurrection. In fact, Flounder, uh, uh, a soundbite of Donald Trump concerning that day before he gets to the reaction for today's thing. Can you do the old soundbite of him when, he, when it happened on January 6th? Here's our former president. I know that everyone here will soon be marching over to the Capitol building to peacefully and patriotically make your voices heard. Today we will see whether Republicans stand strong for integrity of our elections but whether or not they stand strong for our country. There you are. Peacefully march over to the bill. I mean, peacefully said the word. 
Again, I mean, it's just the, the balls on these people to make their to, to bring this to the Supreme Court as an issue of insurrection when nobody had a gun. <laughs> there was no insurrection. There would have been bodies all over the place. And again, it wasn't an organized effort. Trump didn't organize. He didn't have teams of, you know, organizers to say, you go over here and you go over here. I mean, come on. Anyway. Uh, and now, uh, concerning the Supreme Court, Flounder, do we have time to play the uh, Trump reaction of this court hearing today? Might be a little long. Yeah, we should probably do it when we come back. All right, all right 345. Uh, we'll have that when we come back. Also, uh, the Fanny Floozy in the news and uh, oh, oh, some more President's stupid face has done it again. <laughs> Twice in one week. Uh, I can't tell who's alive and who's dead. Quarter four, give her beat and flounder. Good grief. (laughs) Fuck out. 351. And this is Oasis. Ain't no illusion. Try to click with what you got. Taste every potion. Cause if you like yourself a lot. Kind of an interesting history for this group, Oasis. In 1994, Oasis was forced to cancel its first foreign tour after they were deported from Holland. Oasis was involved in a drunken brawl on a cross-channel ferry, resulting in members of the band being arrested and locked in the brig on the ferry boat. <laughs> Seems, you know, you're, you're going to do a concert. Why would you even, why would you do anything that would affect you going to do anything? Anyway, I guess he just got, lost his temper or something. And all I didn't that. know they had brigs on ferry boats. Oh, so. I can do. you got to have a place to lock people up. I mean, believe me, if you're on a boat, uh, our birthday list includes Robert Klein. I never appreciated his humor. I mean, I appreciate the fact that he was very successful and he was behind the scenes for a lot of, you know, TV and movie stuff again. But I, whenever I would hear him being interviewed or doing stand-up stuff, I was never particularly entertained by it. 82 years old. Good for him, though. Robert Klein. Yeah. Be careful. He could be listening. His wife's from Atlanta. In fact, my, my film, I think, yeah, it was my film professor at Georgia State. It was his brother-in-law. Oh, no kidding. Wow. Well, uh, Mrs. Klein, if you're listening, would you have Robert call, please? He's 82 years old, uh, so and I'd like to talk to him and tell him how much I've always admired his work. <laughs> Shut up. 352. No, I, I have him call. Hey, Mrs. Klein, if somebody call Mrs. Klein and tell her that if she, if we, you know, if they can give him, and we'll do the thing. Right, 353. Oh, here we go. On this day, Flounder, in 1968, you heard this on TV in the movies. It's right here now. It's coming right up to this moment. We heard this very... Go get him! why did you run away? Security police. I'm in charge of this man. No longer, madam. He is now in the custody of the Ministry of Science. Take your sticking paws off me, you damn dirty ape. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 1968, the original Planet of the Apes premiered in New York. Charlton Heston as astronaut George Taylor and the great Roddy McDowell as his chimpanzee captor Cornelius. (laughs) 
That's pretty cool. Uh, anyway, so he got the little kangaroo voice. Okay. Uh, 404 741 with the Kim Repeat and Flounder. All right, now, uh, you heard Donald Trump. We're, we're doing a lot of Supreme Court stuff. And again, I, I, if you just joined us, man, if you have a chance to, in fact, could they hear the whole thing? Uh, it's got to be a, a, a stored somewhere, right? Do we, do we know where, where people can go and listen to it when they get home today? It's got to be recorded somewhere. I wonder. I didn't. I don't know where. I'm not sure, look. but I mean, if they Google it, have you sure Google Supreme yeah, Court hearing? To somebody, yeah. somebody. Anyway, it, it was fascinating. I mean, you got a chance to hear, and this case could mean this could be the most important political case determining the future of the liberty of this nation ever. Yeah. I mean, this is, this one, is it, as big a decision as a court can ever make about the future of the person elected to run the country. I mean, this is this. It doesn't get any bigger. It leads to one party rule if they lose. Yeah. And again, uh, you're going to hear Donald Trump here in just a second. Again, to me, in the Katanji bite, uh, I pretty much did it all with the, with the sound bite, the response from the lawyer for Donald Trump, who made it very clear. First of all, this was not an insurrection. <laughs> See, you know, so how could you keep a president from or anybody from being on a ballot if he, there was no insurrection? It was a riot. So just because somebody said it was an insurrection doesn't mean it's an insurrection. Anyway, Donald Trump's been uh, very patient about this, taking the high road, and he had this comment about the hearing today. So right over here with that hearing, he was really happy about the hearing. He oh, talked about it here. About it. was right over there talking about it, and here's what he said. He wouldn't shut up. He said these comments. So I just say that uh, in watching <laughs> the Supreme Court today, I thought it was very, it's a very beautiful process. I hope that <laughs> democracy in this country will continue. The best process ever. Uh, Great. Because right now we have it's a very, very process. tough situation with all of the radical left ideas with the weaponization of uh, politics. They weaponized it like it's never been weaponized before. It's totally illegal, but they do it anyway. And it has to stop. Every one of the court cases that I'm involved in, every single one, civil, an airplane going over whether it's the attorney generals or the district attorneys, you look at Fani in Georgia. They had many meetings with the White House and with the DOJ. They went there, eight-hour meetings. That was all staged. That was a phony hoax. And now you look at it, and it is a phony hoax. And hopefully that case will be dismissed in short order. It's a, it's a disgrace to this country. But they worked together with the Justice Department and the White House. And you're not supposed to do that. Every one of these cases you see comes out of the White House. It comes out of Biden. It's election interference, and it's really very sad. Uh, I thought the presentation today was a very good one. I think it was well-received. I hope it was well-received. You have millions of people that are out there wanting to vote, and they happen to want to vote for me or the Republican Party, or whatever you want to, however you want to phrase it. But I'm the one running, and we are leading in every poll. We're leading in the uh, local polls, in the state polls, and we're leading in the swing state polls, and we're leading very big in the national polls. So it's been a very great honor. And for the record, uh, Donald Trump says, we love this country. I'm a believer in the country and the Supreme Court. And I thought their arguments were very strong. And he said this argument's very important and so forth. Uh, by the way, for the record, I've got several different versions of stories here about the, the court hearing today. And every one of them says something like this. 
the Supreme Court, uh, Trump says he's a believer in the da, 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 da. The U.S. Supreme Court seemed skeptical of Colorado's argument. Every single story that I've got basically says the Supreme Court seemed to, you know, be a little, you know, not really what. So, obvious, again, to me, how is it possible that they, the two simple questions, one, no one's ever said it was an insurrection except some state official in Colorado. I mean, you know, Trump's never been charged or convicted, God knows, of an insurrection. Also, if you go by the Constitution, it says in there, and I heard him argue this today, that it's up to the it's not up to the states to make decisions about that. It's up to the it's up to the Congress. And the only way to get rid of a president to keep a president off a ballot is through the congressional action, which means an impeachment, not just saying we're going to do it on our own. This is Colorado, run by Democrats, pretty mm-hmm. much one-party state, and they all sit there, and it's an echo chamber, and they said, oh, yeah, that's a great idea. That's a great idea. That's right. It's legal. Go ahead. Go ahead. And now they go to the Supreme Court, and they're actually having to deal with people with brains yeah. who are saying, no, that's not what the law says, you imbecile. Go home. <laughs> and you heard Gorsuch, if you read that guy, the riot act, saying, no, no, don't pull that on me. We're, we're talking about uh, Article 3, the section of Article 3 of this uh, 14th Amendment business. Uh, I mean, I, again, that's specific but still i mean you, you can't get away with that kind of crap when you get to the highest court in the land and there's no, again it was not an insurrection nobody brought a gun <laughs> it was not they weren't trying to over and it was not organized and trump was never accused of it by an official con- congressional hearing uh, yeah, charged, the, the only convicted. the only organizing going on was from the <laughs> fbi and the capitol police and nancy pelosi that's right and that second uh, pipe bomb that was there when they all knew about it and, and the, well, i mean don't even get me started on that also uh, da fanny the floozy from fulton county the fulton flanny floozy is trying to get all those subpoenas dismissed about her being a skank uh with her gun-toting lover boy who by the way let's remember he was qualified because not only can he go all day but man he does the twist and the swirl at the end so, you know, he's very well qualified. Let's see. <laughs> Coming up on 4 o'clock, and President Stupid Face did it again. Oh, my God. <laughs> Here we go with the Carapete Flounder. <laughs> A lifetime of hard work. Children laughing in the kitchen. Family photos on a restaurant wall. A legacy that lives on. It all comes from the power of a conversation. Like the one Tommy Hall had with First Horizon Bank about taking over his father's Charleston-based restaurant business. Now the table is set for a whole new generation. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Tommy. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. This was a huge hit, as I recall, back in the silliest. In fact, I remember, uh, I remember the first time I was driving along with Wayne. No offense. And, uh, and some guy was uh, walking down the sidewalk with no shirt on or something, and Wayne started singing this song out the window. To that. <laughs> oh, I'm too sexy for him. I mean, <laughs> the guy was a little embarrassed, you know. It was pretty cool. Uh, anyway, it was uh, uh, this is uh, Right Said Fred. 
1992, the British act, right, said Fred, started, by the way, said is like the word he said, S-A-I-D, and right is the direction, R-I-G-H-T, or the, that's right, not wrong. Right said Fred started a three-week run at number one on the singles charts with I'm Too Sexy. Uh, it was number two in Britain. Hell, number one in America. It's a British group. It's number two in Britain. Well, that's fine. I don't care. Uh, our birthday list includes the fabulous Creed Bratton. Creed played Creed on The Office, and he also played guitar in the Grassroots Band back in the 60s. Creed Bratton is 81 Years old today. It's good for you. And our history list includes 1861 on this day. A delegation of Cheyenne and Arapaho Indian leaders accepted a deal with Uncle Sam where the white man would basically take all their land and in return would give them some little doogie-googies and let them live in a cozy 600-square-mile reservation and get some annuity payments every once in a while and just uh, keep it down over there if you would. So, uh, 405 with the Kimber Pete and Flounder. 404-741-1230 is the number. And we have a, we have, we have a little musical interest surprise. Oh, my God. It's true. It's true. He's here and he's real. And by golly, <laughs> Kimber Pete and Flounder, welcome aboard. Neil Bort. Hey, Neil, how's it going? What's up? I'm, I'm, I am in a foul mood. Oh, because of the cord or something else? No, Be- because of Summit Broadcasting, which uh, you've probably oh never. I've heard that name. I guess I definitely have. What, what do they do now? Well, our cable box went Tango Uniform early this week. Oh boy. And. Uh, so I called them on Monday. They said we'll have somebody there Thursday, but call tomorrow and see if we can get somebody there earlier. I called on Tuesday, and they said we have no record that you called yesterday at all, and now maybe we can get somebody there on Friday. And then they called on Wednesday and said, well, we're here right now. Well, we're not at home. You said you are Oh, my and, God. Uh, so then today they said we'll be there between 1 and 5. So I canceled a golf game this afternoon, uh, and I'm sitting here. I, I mean, Mr. Moitz, uh, we I'm I'm going to be there between five and six. I said, "The hell oh, you are!" Man. Uh, I said, "If you if you aren't here by five, go home." And uh, so, but you know what oh, I did, uh, Kimmer? I <laughs> yeah. went and I put YouTube TV on my TV set now. Oh, oh really? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I've I've got to t- start. I mean, hell, my, my cable bill is two hundred and seventy-two dollars a month for internet yeah. and cable. Two seventy-two a month. And who I don't have getting, everything. I don't even have who, all the stuff. Who are you getting that from? Comcast. Infinity Check out. Whatever it is, yeah. Do you have streaming? I don't know. I ha- I have a big screen TV, but it, I, you know I, I'm yeah. Kimmer struggles with technology well, and well, streaming. Well, the problem is it's it's a fairly new TV, but the the owner. I mean, I'm renting a, a townhouse, so the owner put one on. It's a great big five foot TV on the wall, but the problem is it's not one of those new high tech TVs. Oh, and so it's not I a smart TV. I don't think it's a smart TV that I can yeah. get all well, stuff. So imagine and, the Kimmer not having a smart TV. Boy, that's <laughs> yeah. how unusual. <laughs> <laughs> Who didn't know that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm out. So, it's a losing cause so anyway well, uh, no terrible. no but anyway uh, in 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 the motor coach we have starlink and i i use uh, youtube tv for all the streaming and it just works Excellent. wonderfully yeah. Uh, yeah. they keep these guys keep telling me you know we can fix you up man we can get all the yeah. all Fubo. the apps and all that yuba, yuba, yuba and rubu and all those things there well you can get it for free cuz you're a big time media star uh, well <laughs> Oh, that's funny. <laughs> that's very funny. <laughs> I appreciate okay, it, but you, it's very funny. <laughs> You've got to help me catch up here. All right. Okay. 
what did that little fat toad Alvin Bragg have to say about those so-called migrants that beat up those police officers? Oh, <laughs> Well, apparently they've indicted. I think they've indicted seven of them now. Seven of them, yeah. Yeah, and uh, although they're still letting them go, I believe they're still letting them go free on bail. Uh, so, you know, I mean, it's the damnedest. Neil, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, I mean, if this, you would think between these things happening all over the country, but especially in a place like New York, almost every day there's a whole another a, a problem going on like this, and you would think that people would start saying, "Well, you know, maybe we should stop electing the people to make this possible." Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my God. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, and when when those when those Cretans from Venezuela or wherever they were from, yeah. uh, it, I I got to tell you, Mexicans are a lot nicer than those guys. Okay. I believe that's true. Yeah, I do. It is true. And so when they came out of that jail after they got turned loose and they're flipping the bird yeah. and blowing kisses and everything, wouldn't you just like to have a gang of Marines and say, hey, come <laughs> over here and talk with us for a while? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you, you you hate America that much? Well, let me give you a little lesson in uh, in patriotism. And by the way, oh. that, that, should be a, that should be on every single billboard by a Republican candidate about how the, the Democrats keep electing people like this and allowing people like this to come in here for free, saying open borders, come on in, and these are the people they were deliberately letting in to be their supporters, and that those pictures like that should be on every Republican campaign poster to say this is how they feel about our country. I mean, that's, oh, that's how they feel. That would be racist, don't you know? In fact, by the way, I'm trying. I'm going to try to find a, well, a quick story here, uh, uh, Neil. If you can hold on for me, there was a, a fame, a big Democrat who has admitted. I got here somewhere. He's admitted that the most important thing for the Democrat Party right now is the undo- here it is. Here it is. Check this out. Here's the headline: Democratic Senator reveals people we care about most are undocumented Americans. It was on MSNBC. Chris Murphy, Connecticut, said the Democratic Party's push for a path to citizenship has failed the people they have cared most about in this country. The people we care most about in America, undocumented Americans. Well, if they're undocumented, they're not Americans. But they just admitted it. He just said it out loud. Well, I mean, (laughs) I've I've heard stupid things, but do we? Well, you know, you did say he was a Democrat. A Democrat. Is he is he actually (laughs) stupid enough to say that out loud? He said it out loud. He was on MSNBC. Well, well. <laughs> then he probably did Rachel Maddow. Oh, after my the God. Show. Oh, God. Well, who hasn't? Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Raise your hand. Me? It'd be easier to say who hasn't. I don't know. Allegedly. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dear Lord. And have you gotten to hear any of this? I, I listened to a bunch of the Supreme Court stuff while I was working at home before I drove in here today. And did you get a chance to listen to any of the arguments, Neil? No, I was waiting for Summit to come replace my cable box. How um, am I going to listen to that? Well, I, I I feel bad for you because I tell you, I, of course, I'm not a lawyer, as you would be. I, I would think you'd be way more uh, linked into this than I would when you hear it. And I hope there's a way for you to hear it later on. And I think you'd find it really fascinating. I couldn't stop listening. I'm here. I, I'm, I, we were talking about Pete and Flounder earlier today. We were listening today. I was hearing live today at the United States Supreme Court, perhaps the, the most important political decision case that this country 
country may ever have about determining the future of our nation, whether it's a one-party democracy or uh, undemocracy. Or uh, and I, I was fascinated. Uh, Come on, Kimmer, it can't be nearly as important as abortion. <laughs> well, that's all they're going to have left. The Democrats after this. And again, and the other big story. Well, well first, let me say about the about Supreme Court. And I've been mentioning earlier before we joined you is that uh, we had a, a soundbite with uh, this uh, Justice uh, Bibbidi Bobbidi Katanji, and she made a very strong point with the uh, the Trump lawyer. By the way, I think was fantastic. I'm very very impressed with this young guy. And he said, she said, uh, was talking about the. Uh, should, we, should we play it? Yeah, we can play it. Oh, here yeah, we, we uh, can hear it. Yeah, here uh, this is Katanji and the lawyer for Donald Trump making. A, he at the end of this comment, he makes a very strong point, which I've been saying all along. If it's not an insurrection, how can you keep him off the uh, off the ballot? Anyway, here's uh, Katanji and uh, Trump's lawyer. Very, very quickly. Okay. Listen to this. All right. Final question. Um, the Colorado Supreme Court concluded that the violent attempts of the petitioner supporters uh, in this case to halt the count uh, on January 6th qualified as an insurrection uh, as defined by Section 3. And I read your opening brief to accept uh, that those events counted as an insurrection. No, um, no, no, but no. then your reply seemed to suggest that they were not. So. What, what is your position oh, as to that? We, we never accepted or conceded in our opening brief that this was an insurrection. What we said in our opening brief was President Trump did not engage in any act that can plausibly be characterized as insurrection. All right, so because why would not this not engage. be an insurrection? What is your argument that it's not? Your reply brief says that it wasn't because I think you say um, it did not involve an organized attempt to overthrow right. the government. So That's one of many reasons. But for an insurrection, there needs to be an organized, concerted effort to overthrow the government of the United States through violence. And this and so riot the point is that a chaotic effort to overthrow the government is not an insurrection? No, we didn't concede that it's an effort to overthrow the government either, Justice Jackson. Right? None of these criteria were met. This was a riot. It was not an insurrection. The events were shameful, criminal, violent, all of those things, but it did not qualify as insurrection as that term is used in Section 3. Thank you. Because <laughs> Bingo, bango. <laughs> I mean, again, how could they possibly? It would seem to me, Neil, correct me if I'm wrong, because, again, I'm, I'm hardly a lawyer, and I'm not that bright, and I'm losing a lot off my fastball, as we know. But how is it possible that one state official, like the Secretary of State, who's in charge of elections of any given state, could say, boy, that, that son of a bitch, uh, Trump, can, he he was guilty of an insurrection, so I'm keeping him off the ballot. In other words, without any court hearing or trial or definitions or anything, one state official could keep a person off the ballot. How is that possible that that could be allowed? I mean, that that that, are, that, that alone should be simple. Very simple. Yeah, yeah. It's Colorado. I know. <laughs> okay, now, where did those people in Colorado come from? <laughs> well, California. Yeah, California. California. Yeah, yeah. So it's Colorado is California with more ski resorts. Yeah, uh, and bigger mountains. That's, yeah, it is. It is. It it. <laughs> Has I mean remember Hicken or Hickey Looper or whatever yeah, the hell Hicken his Looper, name was? Yeah, yeah Hicken Looper. Yeah, yeah. It is. It is California. I mean, and I, but, I was talking to to Tug and the gang on Tuesday morning, yeah. and I told them. I they said, "How are you?" I said, "I said I'm a bad guy," <laughs> and they said, "Why are you a bad guy?" And I said, "Well, these storms that are hitting California." I don't care. I really wouldn't care if the, the giant mudslide washed wash that whole septic tank into the Pacific Ocean. Neil, I, I saw a video the other day. I mentioned this yesterday. I saw the video of the latest mudslides. There were these mansions on stilts 
on the cliff. I, I, I don't mean 40 feet away from the edge of the cliff. I mean on the cliff. They had like boards going down to hold their porches up on the cliff. What do you expect is yeah. going to happen when the rains come? I mean, my God, I, 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 couldn't, I, I was well, laughing at you idiots. What do you expect is going to happen? Well, look at the people they elect to oh, office. Erwin Schiff, Nancy Pelosi, yeah. Gavin Newsom. The list goes on. These people aren't very bright out there. I don't know if it's some sort of magnetic waves that are given off by the San Andreas Fault. I don't know if it's in the water. I don't know if they mated with grizzlies. I don't know what it is. But those people aren't very bright. Yeah, it's a thing. I mean, it's really a cultural thing in that state. I lived there when I was in, well, for a short while, but still, I mean, I wasn't really part of that because I was in the Marines. But but still, you're right. I mean, it's you? a cultural thing. It's, it's a cultural Were you Pendleton? Thing. Oh, yeah, Camp Pendleton. Yeah, mm-hmm, for a while. Yeah, so I, I went, went through the Devil Dogs program at Camp Pendleton. Oh, did you? Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. No, it wasn't. <laughs> well, cool for me because you're the one who had to do it. Sure. Yeah. Uh, no, it, it wasn't. It was cool for you because yeah. you got to pick on officers, brats like me. That's right. <laughs> now, but again, but but this court case, it seems to me that the Supreme Court justices, all of them, should have. The first question should have been: Well, if Donald Trump has never been accused uh, officially or convicted by the Congress of an insurrection, how can you keep him off the ballot for committing an insurrection? And who who, yep. who do you think you are that one state official can rule it was an insurrection? I mean, that alone, how, how, how could it go any farther? Well, uh, it's not going to go any farther than the Supreme Court. Well, of course, that's where... Now, let uh, me ask you this. Now, I, I yeah. would think it's got to be 9 nothing, but I'll bet it's uh, 7-2. What do you think? Well, you know, first of all, that Katanji, she wouldn't... Yeah. You know, uh, <laughs> she couldn't grow a cactus in the desert. Yeah. She's... Yeah. Uh, I, how do people like that get get up there? Well, she was not. Uh, the, I don't, I don't, she was not the know, best Kimmer, candidate. Yeah, she was black and girl. How old are girl. you, Kimmer? Uh, 70, 77, but I read at the eighty-year-old level. So you know. Okay, well, I'm. I've got one year on you. I know you do. Don't you know? <laughs> or don't do you agree with me that this is all just verbiage? That yeah, this country right. is lost and it cannot be recovered. Well, I don't know. I, I hope it can be recovered, but it may take, again, you know, we keep saying, uh, Pete makes a big point of this all the time, your average major country's culture as a civilization lasts about 200 to 250 years, maybe. To, about, around 230 on the yeah. average, yeah. yeah. And and that's where we are. Mm-hmm. And who are we to say, well, we're special. We're going to go on forever. We can't no, keep this we, up. We have followed the script all the way to right now, where more people vote for a living than work for a living, uh, where the word yeah. democracy is, has uh, become popular, where people really do think it is a government of men and not a government of law. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's we're going to go right up to the cliff like those houses on those stilts. Yeah. Whether or not the people of this country wake up uh, and, and, uh, and fix that, I think is very much in doubt. As 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 viewed by these so-called asylum seekers, yeah. these thugs invaders. and gangsters they're from invaders. Venezuela, yeah. yeah, and and they're up here. We're giving them free food. We're giving them free boarding. We're giving. Uh, we want to make them citizens. They get they get 
They get gift cards, and uh, they beat up our policemen and flip us off when we get upset about it. Yeah. And this, you, you t- tell me where that's going. Well, at, and yesterday we had played the soundbite of suspected child molester Chuck Schumer, who had the balls to say, we was talking about the damn Republicans keeping us from having a border plan. Uh, oh, do you have that soundbite, Flounder? Check, check out the, the word he uses concerning what the issues of the border are, and, and listen to how he says there's one particular issue which really has nothing to do with the border. Uh, Flounder's going to play this. Everything that we had in the original supplemental negotiations, but without border, although we do have the fentanyl issue, and that's not a border issue, but that is very, very <laughs> <What>? important. <laughs> yeah, fentanyl's not a border issue. I, I, he said that. You heard him say that. Uh, I, 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 just, I just learned about three hours ago that not a friend but an acquaintance of mine uh, overdid the fentanyl and died last weekend. Oh, my God. Again, you know, the, the, this is not a case of America's young people all of a sudden becoming drug addicts. This is not where they're saying, screw America, I'm going to get high on cocaine and heroin and get all the stuff I can take. These people are being poisoned. If they're taking a drug for a recreational thing at a party or studying for a thing or make a stupid mistake and say, gee, I'd like to try or, or I need a pain pill and I hope I feel better, but whatever, and it has fentanyl in it and they're dying, they're being poisoned. They're not drug addicts, you know, looking for a shoot-up to, to get as high as they can. They're being poisoned. Yeah, but Kimmer, the people that are poisoning them could one day end up being citizens and will vote, and they'll vote Democrat. I, so what the hell? I know, but, but again, how could how could Chuck Schumer, well, of course, because Chuck Schumer, one of the biggest liars there, a Democrat Party will do anything to blame Republicans and then say, well, the border's got nothing to do with fentanyl. What, it came in by par- little teeny parachutes? All those 75 a- million pills got little, little individual parachutes just floated out of space, I guess. Yeah, you think he's a bigger liar than Irwin Schiff? Uh, uh, who, who knows? I think they're. I think it's equal. I think we can give them both a prize. Uh, <laughs> my God! And again, I don't know whether you heard the uh, pawn star Rick Harrison. Uh, this again is just uh, today's come out again. He's Are you t- hanging around with porn stars? No, still? no, pawn, pawn star. I might oh, have I'm sorry. That. I'm <laughs> it's possible I might have mispronounced it. I don't think any pawn uh, porn stars want to hang around with the camera these days. Not anymore, anyway. Yeah. Uh, well, it would make them feel inadequate. Uh, clearly. There you go. Uh, the uh, yeah. TV personality. Uh, Rick Harrison, very well known if if you watch uh, Pawn Stars. His son died. 39 years old because of a fentanyl overdose. And to hear, he says to hear these people just ig- ignore the problem of the fentanyl coming from China across our border. I mean, you know, they, I mean, my God, what's what's more obvious than that? And he says he is so offended. He said nothing's being done. He said this is the equivalent of a 737 airplane loaded with passengers crashing and killing everyone every single day. The fentanyl, uh, what's going on in the country? Same thing. It's terrible. And you know, one of my favorite TV programs is To Catch a Smuggler. Have you ever watched that? I have one. I saw that one the other day, about a few minutes of a cut. These idiots coming in with their suitcases filled with drugs. I mean, (laughs) anyway. (laughs) Well, we we saw one yesterday with a woman. Uh, she's, She's very attractive, except for the fact that she had summer teeth. Oh boy! You know, some some are here, some are here, some are there, some are over in yeah. another area. Uh, and she tried to sneak her jugs in here in a device, uh, which she inserted into her body, and yes, I'm not talking an about the caboose. <laughs> and unfortunately, we had to sit there and watch oh, that. Oh my! <laughs> well, you got to You know, these people. Are, it's amazing. I love it when they get caught. And and the, my fun part is when they when the investigator or the cop or the immigration guy with the customs. Guy says, 
Uh, okay, we got you. Just, you know, you're not going anywhere. Just kind of relax. Don't be upset. You're not, you know, we got you. Just take it easy. He's <laughs> trying to make sure that he don't go nuts or something. Cause it's, and you see the look on their face when, ah, oh, crap, they got me. I mean, you know, idiots. But they're losing it for the money. They're being paid well, most of them, I think. You know, Don and I watch that, and we wonder if some people watch it and say, well, you know what? I guess I'm not going to try that because I'll probably uh, get caught. Yeah. Well, I, that's what keeps me from doing a lot of bad stuff because I know I'd get caught. I'm, I'm, a, I'm terrible at anything trying to, you know, I'm a, I'm a bad liar. I can't fake stuff. I mean, I'm just, you know, I know I'd get caught. So, I'm disappointed. <laughs> I thought you didn't do bad stuff because you weren't a bad guy. Oh, no, I do bad stuff because I'm a bad guy. I don't do it because... One more thing. You probably didn't see, uh, if you've been waiting for the TV guy, you may not have heard about the latest on the Biden document case. Oh, I've been seeing, uh, you know, again, no TV, uh, but I've been picking a little bit of that off the Internet. They're not going to charge him. No criminal charges warranted in this matter by the special report. And here's the reason why. We have considered that Mr. Biden would, uh, Biden would likely present himself to a jury as he did during our interview as a sympathetic, well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory. Based oh, on our God. direct interactions with observations, he's someone with whom many jurors will want to definitely identify uh, and identify reasonable doubt, it'd be difficult to convince a jury that they should convict him, a former president well into his 80s, of a serious felony that requires a mental state of willfulness. They have said he didn't remember much about being vice president. He was completely hazy in his memory. (laughs) And it's written in a document. This is written down. How now are they going to defend their president that Dr. Joe says, oh, he's a a 35-year-old man. Boy, he pounds me all day long. This man never stops. It's unbelievable. Yeah. And now you got it right. He has such a poor memory, he didn't remember much about being vice president. Oh, God, you're making me want to throw up. <laughs> Sir, can you believe this? <laughs> and again, Donald Trump, who's almost the same age, got swamped with with agents with machine guns and boats and helicopters when he had his documents in his special room under lock and key. And President White Trash showers with daughter, has it by his Corvette in the garage. And they say, well, he's old and can't remember anything. He's just a hazy old man, a bumbling old fool, so we're not going to charge him. Oh, gee, that's a great that's a great premise to run on for the Democratic Party this fall. <laughs> I elect him because he's just a, fool, a bumbling old fool with a bad memory. Oh, my God, they just canned their own candidate. The special guy just said, well, you better not vote for this guy. He's already well, lost it's, it. <laughs> it's easy to be a talk show host these days, oh isn't it? Oh, my God. <laughs> now, again, was that Chris Murphy? Uh, what the uh, special guy? No, it was a guy named uh, Burr, uh, Robert, uh, Robert Hur, Robert Hur. No, 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 no. Oh, the, the guy Connecticut guy. That... Yeah, I yeah. Th- that was. Uh, oh well, now I got to go find it again, but I will. I think it was from Connecticut, so it must have been. I think it was Murphy or. Did I see? I, I got I, I got to track that one down. Yeah, I've got the it people here we care about the most. Yeah, and that was on MSNBC. <laughs> see, how do, how do Democrats keep getting elected? I know. I mean, again, really seriously, that's that's the question. How do you keep voting for these people? Well, government schools is one reason. Well, yeah, uh, forced education academies. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you have you oh, here watched we go. these? Here it is. I, I'm sorry to yeah. interrupt you. Uh, Democrats, let me wrote it up here. Uh, Senator Chris Murphy, Democrat, Connecticut, said the party's wow. pushed the, the the party has failed. The American people have failed the people we care about the most in this country. Undocumented Americans. He actually calls them undocumented Americans rather than undocumented invaders. Anyway, Chris Murphy, Democrat, Connecticut. Well, you know, you, you you go to a high school graduate. I mean, go to a graduation sometime, high school, and stick a microphone in their face. 
and say, okay, uh, what country did America fight for its independence? They can't tell you. <laughs> what are the two countries that border America? I heard somebody, Texas and Idaho. <laughs> and True. It's true. They, these kids, they're brain dead. They... <laughs> and 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 we're going to entrust our company, our, our country, yeah. to them in just a couple of years. That's it's amazing. Yeah, I think I've heard that word from you. I, 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 again, I've way too much, I'm sure, but it is. It's amazing. I mean, I can't believe any of this, Neil. I don't. I, I mean, I'm old, you're old. You're old enough as well as I am to remember, especially the way the media's handled all this. My God, back in the day, the media have they got a hold of a story like this, they would grab it by the nose and never let it go. All of these yeah. things have been happening. They well, would the me- they would out everybody that's responsible for this kind of stuff. Yeah, but the media is Democrat. Yeah, ninety four to ninety six percent of these people vote. Democrat. Democrat, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, and they will do everything they can to downplay anything that makes a Democrat look bad. Well, and, you're just and, you're and, not going to get the news. Yeah, yeah. And, and again, you know, Hillary Rodham P. Stinky Fart Cabbage. Uh, she's now pretending that she runs the party and is saying, well, you know that uh, uh, that damn Tucker Carlson, they ought to keep him over there and not let him back, not let him back in the country for this. And she says it was the Russians who who cost me my election. You dirty stinking <laughs> liar! She used the Russian fake the dossier to try to get it to against the Donald Trump for her benefit. I mean, they 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 charge us with everything they have done. Well, and for that, we owe Donald Trump an eternal debt of gratitude. There is uh, one of the greatest things I've ever seen in my life is that look on Hillary Clinton's face the morning after that election. (laughs) She she had been sucking on lemons all night long. Oh, man. Can you imagine being with her? Oh, God. (laughs) When they saw the votes coming in Um, one after another, after another, after another. Oh, she apparently went into an absolute rage, started throwing things, breaking furniture, screaming. You know, nobody that was in that room is going to really step forward with the details. But apparently on that election night, she was just in a she a blind stone rage all night long. I am sick and tired of the negative, dark, divisive, dangerous vision and behavior of people who support Donald Trump. I told you about I told you about my my dear wife and Hillary, didn't I? Um, I. Th- you know, I have a. I think you did, but I forgot what the story was. Neil, I'm well, sorry. <laughs> I'm years old. ago, when Clinton was president, we, Donna and I, were invited to the uh, in Renaissance weekends in Hilton Head. Oh, okay. And Bill Clinton was there, and Hillary was there, and everybody that was invited, uh, they were supposed to, uh, uh, you know, make a little presentation in this. And Donna made a presentation. Hmm. Uh, on the friendship force because we were wow. very active in that. Cool. Anyway, so I'm in the room watching TV. Donna comes back from her presentation. She opens the door and her purse clears over my head, <laughs> up against the window, <laughs> crashes into the blinds, and and I said, "Honey," and she said, <laughs> "Upset." Upset. <laughs> she <laughs> said, "Well, let me let me tell you what she said." She said that bitch, and I said, "Who?" Ooh, and ooh. she said Hillary, and that's the last she ever mentioned about it. She's, 
<laughs> you, come on, what's the story? <laughs> well, she won't Adonis too nice to tell me. Oh, you got, oh, no, come on, that's not fair. By next week when you're on, we want to know everything she happened in there and everything she said. And, now, and by God, you are, I'm coming down there if you don't make it tell us. Well, the only, the only other time I ever heard Donna call somebody a bitch is when she had that brain hemorrhage and woke up after two weeks in ICU, opened her eyes and saw a nurse and looked at me and said, who's that bitch? <laughs> <laughs> well, it sounds like a happy Valentine's Day almost coming story to me. Yes, it does. Yeah. <laughs> Outstanding. Listen, always a pleasure. Great talking to you. I wish I hadn't talked so much. It's more important to hear what you're thinking these days. But check no, that Supreme I've been, Court I've stuff. I've been in the dark all day. You've well, enlightened you, me. You'll, yes. love, you'll love those arguments at the Supreme Court, I promise you. And, and uh, happy Valentine's Day in advance for your sweet lady and... And uh, next week, we want to know the toll story on Hillary Rodham P. Stinky Fart Cabbage and your lovely bride. I'll give you her Donna's phone number. Good luck. <laughs> Neil Borgs, <laughs> thanks, my friend. Have a great day. Okay. Be careful out there. I hope Be you good. get your TV back, too. Uh, Thanks. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Neil. Anyway, 431 with the Kimmer Feet and Flounder and Neil Borgs. Here we go. Del Shannon. I don't think this is the original version, by the way. In fact, I'll guarantee it's not. There's two versions, yeah. Yeah, this is not the original. In fact, I'll talk about it in a second. This was what, if you were, uh, well, okay, let me do this and then remind me to talk about uh, two versions of songs. Uh, Give repeat and flounder. How you doing? 438. Uh, Swatoom's on the phone. Be with you in just a second, sir. Del Shannon, 1990, was suffering from depression, and he died of a self-inflicted gunshot wound on this day in 1990. He scored the 1961 British and American hit, Runaway. Nine other big hits, top 40 singles, became the first American to record a cover version of a song by the Beatles. His version, Del Shannon's version of From Me to You, that was a pretty song. I remember that. That was a pretty love song by the Beatles. From me yep. to you with love. I forgot. That, that was a very nice song. Uh, anyway, Del Shannon. Uh, said, from me to you. And then I forgot the last part. From, let's see. Yeah, that, that's right. That's love from me to you. Oh, sorry. All right. <clears throat> Del Shannon did the only bit of it. first one of the Beatles. Uh, before the Beatles version came. Oh, my God. He, he did a cover version of the song by the Beatles, From Me to You, charted in the U.S. before the Beatles version did. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Uh, Del Shannon was working with Tom Petty. And uh, Jeff Lynn was rumored to be replacing Roy Orbison, who had recently died in the traveling Wilbury supergroup. Holy cow. Del Shannon was going to be replacing Roy Orbison, who had died, and Del Shannon killed himself from depression when he was going to be a part of a new group. Boy, that had, man, that's terrible. I mean, that's uh, that. What a shame, you know. That depression is serious stuff, man. Uh, let's see. Birthdays include John Williams, the composer. 92, Star Wars, Harry Potter, Indiana Jones, E.T., Close Encounters of the Third Kind, Jaws, Superman, Jurassic Park, Schindler's List, Memoirs of a Geisha. He's been John Williams, 92 years old, has been nominated for 54 Academy Awards. He holds the record for the most Oscar nominations by a living person. He's only won five times. Well, that's a lot. He also won 28 Grammys, three Emmys, 
and four Golden Globes. John Williams, 92, super composer. Wow, and deservedly so. On this day in history, it was on this day, 1924, the first gas chamber execution in America. It was at the Nevada State Prison. A murderer named G. John, a, a, a Chinese guy from San Francisco, was a member of a Chinaman's gang, and he executed an elderly couple from a different gang in Nevada, and he was the first guy to be sucking down that uh, poisonous gas. And they say someone apparently yelled out, well, I think I read this some time ago, uh, somebody who actually was, was executed in the gas chamber was able to yell at... There's poison eggs, poison Like it smelled like the poison egg or uh, rotten eggs or something. Anyway, uh, he died. He was the first guy dead, 1924. 441. And this hour, by the way, brought to you by our buddies at Atlanta Safe House. You need a safe. You may not know it. Keep your Social Security card in here, unlike the Kimmer. And all your medical records. Come on, you're killing me. More uh, more to learn and see what they have to offer for you at atlantasafehouse.com. Uh, and uh, here we go. Okay, we got a bunch of that. 441. Oh, new stuff concerning President Stupid Face. <laughs> And again, if you haven't if you haven't heard this story, just very quickly, the special counsel report about his mishandling of federal secret documents, highly classified documents of President Stupidface in his garage by his freaking vet. The report came out and said yes, he willfully kept classified documents, but the uh, report also said he's such an old bumbler with a bad memory, could barely remember being vice president. Uh, he was his memory was hazy the entire time we talked to him, and we conclude no criminal charges are warranted because. He's just he's an old bumbler with a bad memory and no one would ever convict him. I'm not, I, they actually oh. used the words. Uh, he was well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory. Uh, observation, someone with whom many jurors we have reasonable doubt uh, couldn't convince a jury. I mean, they said he's a bumbling old man with a bad memory. Babylon B headline. Man ruled too senile to stand trial. Still fine to run the country. <laughs> uh, well, there, uh, hold on now. I got one more that I was going to read later, and I'll do it right now. Biden touts productive climate change meeting with French leader Napoleon Bonaparte. <laughs> 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 and the reason, <laughs> the reason we're mentioning that will come up in a second. First, I want to get the SWAT to him. He's been holding on here, and we're going to talk about President Stupidface has done it again, uh, confusing living people people and dead people coming up in a second first swat to him you're on the radio man what do you think hey what's up i was talking about neil boards on uh yeah back in the days when i was listening to radio the uh royal marshal belinda and him were on it they actually helped me improve my english because uh, i was we didn't have back then we didn't have like google i mean uh, gps so i had to learn how to you know get from point a to point b uh-huh but uh i mean i Without, I mean, and that's how I pretty much learn about politics in America. About pretty much from him, Neil Bortz so, and 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 uh, uh, Marsh and uh, Royal Mar- Royal Marshal. Royal Marshal and yeah. Belinda. They used to be have a show, and yeah. of course, Paul oh, yeah. Howard was after that. Yeah. Oh, and of course, Royal uh, passed away uh, way too early, and but we, yes. Belinda, we saw about a year and a half ago. She came to our big meeting we had up at the gun show, gun shop, and uh, yeah. back a couple of years ago, I guess it was now. And well, uh, I just doing want great. to say. I just want to tell to Neil Bortz, thank you for, you know, helping with my English, even though, you know, he taught me all other stuff about America and how to look at the politicians in America differently compared to the politicians from my country. Excellent. So. Well, that's a very nice comment. I'll make sure he yeah. hears about that, and I'm, I'm sure he'll be uh, uh, thrilled and happy, and thank you so much. Thank you. All right, have a good one. Swat to him, right? 444, Kimber Pete and Flounder. Okay, we'll start this, and uh, <laughs> mercy. Uh, President Stupid Face has done it again.
He claimed he was speaking with a dead dignitary at the uh, G7 summit for the second time in a week. He's appeared to reference meeting a deceased leader. First of all, Fonda, we have the one from the other day. We talked about it, uh, I think it was yesterday or the day before, I guess a couple days ago, where he got a couple of uh, French or was it German leaders uh, mixed up. Here we go. I sat down and I said, America's back. And Mitterrand from Germany, I mean, from France, looked at me and said, uh, said, you know, why, why, how how long are you back for? Yeah. Well, Mitterrand, by the way, died in 1996. The summit he was talking (laughs) about was 2021. Okay, oh. now, yeah, okay, just for the record, okay, he, he, he meet ran, first he thought he was German, then Fran, I mean, you know, and, and he was been dead for 20 years, so. He, he, he meant Kaiser Wilhelm, Yeah, what, he's, what he meant. As opposed to the Kaiser role, he, he got those two confused, too. He's, <laughs> and now, I'm not making this up, there was a pool report from yesterday, President Stupidface told a similar anecdote about the summit at two fundraisers in New York. He told of the anecdote of other leaders at the summit. He said that America's back and that the president of France, whom he did not name this time, responded for how long. And Biden said, well, I've never really thought of it that way. Then claimed to have been addressed by German Chancellor Helmut Kohl regarding the nature of the January 6th insurrection. Helmut Kohl died seven years ago. He was not at the 2021 summit. So here he he said Mitterrand is German and then French and alive and he's dead. And then he said, Helmut Kohl from Germany, who's been dead for seven years. Uh, But here's what Biden said. Helmut Kohl of Germany looked at me and said, what would you say, Mr. President, if you picked up the London Times tomorrow morning and learned there's a thousand broken down doors of the British Parliament killed some something or other on the way to deny the next prime minister to take office? And do you think what would we think? Well, I don't even know what that means. And again, the guy's been dead for seven freaking years. His confusion's the latest gaffe for the famously folksly president. And now, guess, do we, do we have time to do sound? Or do we need to take a break and come back to it, Flounder? You, be, you help me what to do here. Take a quick break. Okay, we'll do this. We'll come back. Wait till you hear. We have the, uh, Jean-Pierre Fagin Fafram, right? The uh, podium princess, uh, Surly Temple. And uh, responding to the fact that uh, President Stupidface has lost it again. That's next with the Kimber Pete and Flounder. for the Bortz Report, brought to you by Southern Exteriors, the Southeast premier home exterior solution. Quality and precision you can rely on for over 20 years. Visit southernexteriors.co. All right, see if you can wrap your head around this one. There is one person out there who could decide the next presidential election. Taylor Swift, Tay-Tay. Travis Kelsey's girlfriend. The Trump camp is trying to keep her from endorsing Joe Biden because if she does, it'll almost certainly send the election to the Democrats. Think about that, folks. Our republic has progressed to the point that Taylor Swift could decide the next presidential election. Now, what does that tell you? Other than we're screwed, it tells you that there are two many people eligible to vote for president in this country. Too many. We have to rein them in now while we still have some chance, though I think it's rather slight, of saving this republic. How do we do it? How do we save it? By first recognizing, as the Supreme Court has ruled, there is no 
constitutional right to vote in a presidential election. None. It doesn't exist. So once Americans accept the fact that there's no constitutional right to vote for president, then we can start working on the restrictions. Who do we want to keep out of the ballot box? Well, I'll start with criminals, felons. If you have a felony conviction, you don't vote anymore. Another restriction, you need to be a net tax payer instead of a net tax consumer. If you're on public assistance, welfare, food stamps, call it what you want, no voting. You do not vote for president. Next up, one of my favorite restrictions, you have to be 25 years old or having served two years active duty in the armed forces. Without one of those qualifiers, you don't vote. Remember, folks. Taylor Swift wrote all those songs, Choosing the Wrong Guy, Keep Her Away from Our Election, and the idiots who would base their vote on her endorsement. Neil Bortz, Extra 106.3. What are your plans for your business this year? Hey, it's Tug. Do you want to expand and grow? Aren't you exhausted by going to lenders, building a relationship, and a week later, you got a new person to deal with? You have to start all over again? You don't have that with First Liberty Building and Loan. The Frost family has been helping businesses grow since the 90s, and they want to know you. Unlike big banks, they want to partner with you. The Frost family knows the patterns. They know the ebbs and flows. They know business. Get to know them at FirstLibertyGA.com. Building a building? Buying a building? Buying a franchise? Expanding? Reach out to them. Spend 10 minutes with them. See if you're a fit for them and if they're a fit for you. You do that at FirstLibertyGA.com. And by the way, if you're a young banker and want to work with a team that is faith-friendly and has a culture of excellence, First Liberty might be a good match. Reach out to them today. First Liberty Building and Loan. FirstLibertyGA.com. That's FirstLibertyGA.com. Hey there, I'm Tara, owner and publisher of Our Town Monthly, where you'll find familiar faces, local voices, and community businesses like Georgia Dental Implant Center. Thanks, Tara. We are a specialty dental implant practice. Our practice is also a general cosmetic office with two cosmetic dentists in both offices. We have hygienists on staff in both offices as well. We are an all-inclusive family practice, gentle dental care, and specialty implant practice, Georgia Dental Implant Center. From single implants to full mouth restoration, we call it teeth in a day. Our owner, Dr. Han, works as a prosthodontist completing his implant fellowship at Columbia Dental School in New York. However, all of our professionals at Georgia Dental Implant Plan Center maintain the highest levels of accreditation. We love our partnership with Our Town Monthly. Helping the community stay healthy and smile with confidence is top priority for us. That's right, Stephanie. Smiles are free. You might as well give one to everyone. And remember, Our Town is your town at Our Town Monthly. I enjoy a good night's sleep, and I like to breathe while I'm sleeping. My wife appreciates that, too. That's why I wear a CPAP. You want the right machine. You want expert advice. You want all the supplies that go with it. You get it all at CPAPs, etc. in Alpharetta. Machines, masks, tubing, filters, cleaning supplies, all of it, and they ship nationwide. Walk-ins, by the way, are welcome. CPAPs, etc. Alpharetta, CPAPsETC.com. 
Join A Second Chance Bail Bond CEO Daniel Madelon and host Tug Coward for a new weekly radio show, Back Your Blue. They will highlight special initiatives, criminal justice programs, and community events aimed at keeping our communities safer. Tune in Saturdays at 10 a.m. to learn some good news about and from the law enforcement and justice communities. Tune in every Saturday at 10 a.m. or find it online at thepodcastpark.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. <laughs> some mystery. <laughs> Four fifty-two with a kiver feet and flounder. No Billy Ocean for you here. There we go, Billy. Ready to get going, buddy. Billy Ocean. Dun, dun, dun. Billy Ocean, nineteen. Is that an eight or a nine? 1986, Billy Ocean started a four-week run at number one in Britain with the When the Going Gets Tough, the Tough Get Going. It's in the film Jewel of the Nile. And the, by the way, the video was banned in Britain because it featured non-musician union members. Boy Zone took the song to number one in 1999. Billy Ocean started it in 1986. Our birthday list includes Mary Steenbergen, Virgin Bergen, 71. Ted Danson kisses her, I guess, when he wants to. I think they're still together. After Whoopi, I can't imagine why she'd want to go out with him. Mm. Uh, oh, God. Uh, sorry. Uh, where was I? Oh, yeah, over here. Uh, oh, yeah, 1980. President Jimmy Carter announced a plan to reintroduce the registration for the draft. In 1980. All right, 4.54 with a camera beat and flounder. Okay, President Stupidface has done it again. He he, missed, he said that the Chancellor Helmut Kohl and he had a big talk about America coming back and everything. Helmut Kohl had been dead for seven years. He earlier mentioned Mitterrand, and he got that confused because that guy's been dead for 25 years. Uh, it's just the start of what he's been doing. He's a gaff machine. Uh, uh, he's, I see dead <laughs> In fact, do we have another another cut of the of, of President here, of, of Stupidface, also Flounder? I think here, another example, quickly. And then we'll have beer brewed here. <laughs> it is used to make the brew beer. It is. Oh, Earth Rider, thanks for the Great Lakes. I wonder why it's coming. Yeah, I, I agree with it totally there. Uh, he you know, mentioned his son, Bo, died in Iraq, and he didn't. He died in a hospital surrounded by family after he was in Iraq. Anyway, uh, guess what now? Uh, Karine Varine Joachim, the podium princess, Surly Temple, has now said, well, you know, sh- uh, she was kind of asked about it repeatedly on the latest flub, name-dropping a long-deceased world leader for the second time within a few days, uh, telling the story dating to uh, 2021. And uh, do we have some comments, actually, of the yes, podium princess? Yes, we actually princess? have the audio and the, the setup is good because the reporter asked the question and then she just goes into an utter word salad. <laughs> Check this out. <laughs> Multiple times this week, the president has public remarks uh, re- talked about having conversations in 2021 with European leaders who were deceased at that time. So can you give us an explanation into why the president was referring to those to those people in those conversations and what exactly happened there? So I know there's been a lot of focus on this. I want to just step back for a second and just kind of think about what I'm going to really say. Kind of top level of what the president was talking about. 
when he was having, as he tells the story about having these conversations uh, with world leaders, which are obviously important conversations, he was yeah. underlying uh, the <laughs> January Adding 6th some adjectives, uh, uh, events in 2021, what happened, the message that it sent around the globe, around yourself, the world, around the world uh, to the globe, our leaders, to people, world leaders, how the, dangerous not a king, not a prime uh, it minister. is, our democracy, how important <laughs> democracy She's uh, adding was, words to a term paper. <laughs> obviously, and he was asked. Uh, he was asked when he was, uh, after he was elected, when he went to the G7, uh, he said, and you saw this, he, it was something that you we were saying this, throughout that trip, America is back. America's back. And what, what was asked of him never was for how long? And that whole story is just to reiterate, to really land, obviously, how uh, important what we saw that that event, how important oh, it is to continue what? to fight to, to, for our democracy, but also how important how important um, it is uh, the United States, um, uh, you know, their leadership, the our thing. leadership. Yeah. Dear Lord, I mean, I, I mean, this is just uh, astoundingly embarrassing. The the whole crew up there. I mean, seriously. Just, and then we have and then we have this report we've been talking about all day. Uh, my God, the, the, the president's stupid face. They're not going to charge him with the documents case because he's a fumbling, a bumbling old goof. Doesn't remember anything. Doesn't remember when he was vice president. He, he was ha His memory was hazy. He couldn't recall anything. He's just a stumbling old goof, and no jury would ever convict him because they feel sorry for the bumbling old man. Oh, my God, what a campaign theme. <laughs> yeah, here's your, your next president, too. I mean, seriously, can you – oh, my God, anybody with a an amoeba with a brain cell would realize you can't keep doing this. I mean, come you on. Know, just, just when you think <laughs> Republicans are so stupid, they can't do anything. You look at the Democrats. They've known for years now this guy was losing it, and they had nobody on the bench. <sighs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, the, the nerve. Oh, well, we'll get rid of Trump. We got we got that whole plan for get rid of Trump. We'll just keep going. You know, and again, maybe it's possible. Maybe they thought at the beginning when this start when he was going to run originally, maybe they did think, you know what? He's he's not going to do any harm. He said, you know, he's not going to hurt anything. He's not going to do anything stupid. Well, we can run him. We control him. He's just, you know, he's just an old guy who's going to try to bring everybody together. Maybe they kind of believe the, the theory of it that, you know, after Trump and all the, you know, the, uh, you know, rhetoric and everything and the violence. all kinds of, Well, this would be kind of a nice change. Just get the old guy in there to kind of smooth over everything until we figure out where we're going. And I think they probably actually actually believed it, but they very quickly they realized, oh, my God, what have we done? Uh, and here uh, you can't keep going like this. I mean, this is unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he spoke to two dead people in a week, no. and now you have the special prosecutor who uh, basically saying he's too yeah, he feeble-minded yeah. to remember anything. Yeah. His memory shot. He was hazy on his memory. He couldn't remember much about being vice president. And again, he did not... This may be... Uh, remember... The vice president does not have the authority to keep, store, and declassified secret documents. The president does. Donald Trump did have the authority. It's legal. They're going to legally debate it, but he, illegally he has authority to declassify documents. The vice president does not, and those were documents when he was both civilian and vice president, not president. This week could be the tipping point with all these things. That's three things against Biden this week, and it's the Supreme Court. Just to replay it here, it was fascinating to me, at least. Uh, wow, it's almost 5 o'clock. I can't believe it. Boys, Kimber, Pete, and Flounder, and holy crap, it's sports is coming. We're going to do some Flounder funnies, too. we got all kinds of stuff here, and you're going to hear a lot more, including a, a Gen Z girl can't find a job. Well, we'll get to that in two seconds. Almost 5 o'clock right now.
It's only me. It's only the Kiver. What's going on? 503 with the Kiver Pete and Flounder. Man, we got so much stuff going on today. The Supreme Court stuff. Uh, President Stupid Face is now on the record for being a bumbling old fool who is such a bumbling old fool with no memory that they won't even charge him with a crime, even though he's obviously guilty because he just admitted it. Hey, we'll get to that, too. And you'll hear some Supreme Court stuff. We got Hillary Rodham, Peace Stinky, Fart Cabbage, complaining about Tucker. And I guess the he did the interview with Putin, and I think it officially drops at 6 o'clock tonight. Is, do I understand that? I'm not, it may be out there now. maybe streaming now. I don't know. Uh, yeah, hopefully. On his, on his uh, X uh, uh, program. Uh, and uh, let's see. Oh, wait. I got a couple of really bizarre stories uh, that you need to hear about, including a uh, what happened in Philadelphia with a woman in a car and why he got picked on the wrong one. And a couple of housewives from Kentucky go to the Bahamas and wait to hear what happened to them. Just horrible. Uh, 504 with the Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder. Also, we have Flounder's Funny. have been woefully uh, uh, inattentive to my uh, Flounder's Funny segment here because we've done so much on the Supreme Court stuff. Uh, and it's uh, really... It's been- well, here, how about a quick one? Let's do it right now. 504, 505. Kim she said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got Kim's time. walking down the hallway of his house. He's doing something. He's screaming in his parents' bedroom. Opens the door. There's his father dressed only in chaps. Mother's dressed in a cheerleading outfit with nothing on, and they're going at it. <laughs> he says, Daddy, what's going on? He says, Joe, just go to bed, sweetie. I'll tuck you in in 20 minutes. 20 minutes later, his father's walking down the hall. He's screaming in his kid's bedroom. He opens the door. The kid's having sex with his grandmother. <laughs> he said, Billy, what the hell are you doing? He said, it's not so funny when it's your mother, is it? <laughs> <laughs> is that Super Dave? Dave? Yeah. Super Dave Osborne. Yeah. Oh. Wait, is, that, is it Bob Einstein? Yeah, Einstein. Yeah, yeah. Einstein. yeah. Who well, was the brother of the other guy not named Einstein? Uh, Albert Brooks. Albert Brooks, yeah. <laughs> Neither one told, kept their name, but oh, what a funny guy. And his <laughs> videos of him, Super Dave, doing stunts. Oh, my funny. God. Again, my friends, if you have never heard of Super Dave Osborne, you've got, I guess you could Google it and probably get everything he's ever done. Yeah, he's done. on YouTube. I mean, it, honestly, it's some of the funniest things you've ever seen in your life. And he's such a goof. And he's, he plays with a straight face. Uh, and, I mean, it's just, he's just, well, he died way too young, but he's, it's just a fantastic comic. He, he's been on Curb Your Enthusiasm for years. Yeah, yeah. But didn't he just died fairly recently, didn't he? Or like yeah. a year ago or something, I think? Yeah. Anyway, yeah, Super Dave Osborne. <laughs> Not so funny. <laughs> anyway, 506. Uh, good grief. I don't know where to start. Um, I, do the Philly windshield okay, thing. Okay, this is incredible. This is, in fact, you've got sound coming about this too, Flounder, in a second. All right, here's the deal. <laughs> Philadelphia, a motorist 
viral video. Here's what happened. A guy named Cody Heron is 26 years old, and he's a biker and a scumbag, and he's pleaded guilty to two counts of aggravated assault and possession of an instrument of crime, like a gun or knife, whatever. Uh, the DA's office charged him, and he pleaded guilty in Philadelphia. Here's what happened. There was a group of ATV dirt bike, dirt, dirt bike riders converging around City Hall the other day. Uh, actually, it wasn't the other day. It was some time ago, but it was recently uh, around South Penn Square, center of the neighborhood Philadelphia, okay? Group of ATV and dirt bike riders, and they surrounded the cars, including one car that had a, uh, a driver and kids in the back. Uh, the video shows the scumbag stopped directly behind the ATV. There were some words exchanged with the person in the driver's seat. So the motorcycle guy got off his, uh, his motorcycle, hopped onto the back of the car, smashed in the back windshield with his boots, kicked in the back windshield. Again, there were children in that car. And then he uh, he he hops up. Somebody started screaming at him in the car. He hops off the back of the car, dropped his gun, picked up his gun. In the meantime, the person in the driver's seat happened to be a woman. And she confronted him. Okay, here's a guy with a gun kicking in her back windshield. She got out of the car and confronted him right face to face. He headbutted her with her hel- with his helmet and eventually took off. And two things to realize. The, all the other guys in his motorcycle group stood way the hell away and didn't do anything. And because the woman was black and she was taking no crap off this little motorcycle rider. She got into hit. She came out of that car like... Like she was mean in business, and she was open for sales, and she went right into his face. He had to headbutt her with his helmet on and stuff. You don't mess with black chicks, man. I mean, she. I mean, it was unbelievable. We she hopped audio. out of that, and, and <laughs> here's what we exactly. actually have audio And, she, and then he got in a big argument about it, apparently, right, uh, as Flounder? Hey, you can't park here. Excuse me? Having been officially challenged by her natural enemy, the black female prepares for combat by taking off her many rings. Meanwhile, the Italian male looks around to make sure the other Italian males are indeed seeing what he is seeing. Sensing the impending battle, a flock of Jews flies quickly away, as avoiding confrontation is their best chance for survival. <laughs> a little, little family guy there. Just for, you know, Pete Davis remembered the old family. And by the way, every once in a while at night when I'm doing stuff and reading up things on my history and stuff, I'll have the uh, uh, not FX, but whatever one of those one of the channel that has the old repeats of Family Guy. And some of them for like 15 years ago are the, oh my god, they are so funny, and you, they'd never be able to put them on today. I mean, they really was no holds barred. Anyway, that was a little get a kick out of that. Uh, let's see. Oh, also, this is an amazing story. Okay, well, and if you haven't, we're going to Holy Crap of Sports coming up. And then between now or then and the rest of the hour, we're going to play more of those Supreme Court bites. If you haven't heard them, there, it's really astounding being part of this lesson in history, maybe the most, one of the most important Supreme Court decisions for the future of a nation that we'll ever have. And I've just, that's the way I felt about listening to it today. Anyway, here's another story that was just amazing to me. And the more I read about it, the angrier I got. 
And the video's out there. Two women are now publicly identified. Uh, they're coming forward. God bless them. They got a lot of balls on this, and I really appreciate it. Two women from Kentucky, Amber and Don Gale, 31-year-old moms. They were on a four-day cruise at the Freeport in Grand Bahama on Sunday, and she were, they were at the beach. And let's see, the women, they were on an excursion to the Pirate's Cove Resort. I know Pirate's Cove Resort. Bahamas, Grand Bahamas, Pirate's Cove Resort. Uh, they were given some drinks really strong. The guy, there's two guys in uniform said, hey, can we get you girls some drinks? They said, sure. Uh, and the mom said, one mom said, uh, she and I are both gastric sleeve patients, so we don't really drink much. Uh, less than a few drinks, in this, uh, a few sips into the second drink, we knew something was wrong. <clears throat> They had videos taken on their phones, uh, and they sent them back to their friends, and their friends messaged them saying, hey, are you guys all right? You look like you're really messed up. The men in uniform at the resort told the women they could help them find shells for their kids back home and led them away. Uh, they said, well, we want to go in the ocean. We're going to look for seashells. They says, oh, no, we know where the best shells are. And then they uh, apparently passed out. And at least uh, 15 minutes after receiving the drinks, the pair uh, were barely able to even stand, according to video that was taken, under the influence of cocaine, opiates, and benzodiazepines, or whatever, I've, I know I've gotten that wrong. The cocktail of drugs in their system, there was no alcohol. They eventually, one girl said, I woke up and got was pushed down. I woke up in the bathroom. There were people all around. I felt dirtiness on my legs. I knew what had happened. They, were, they told us we were throwing up, which is good to get rid of the drugs in our system. Uh, she came to during her rape. The man responsible worked at the resort for less than a week. We were, uncon we were conscious enough to know they were in uniforms know the area where we were we were treated as criminals oh you drug users they were refused rape kits after they said repeatedly we were raped and they were refused rape kits we were forced to show where the rapes took place and face the men who raped us there was an american family nurse practitioner tried to stay with us and she was refused that right we were told if we go to a bahamian hospital they would not help us return to the united states they were taken to a bathroom and forced to urinate and wipe away the evidence they had us change out of our one-piece swimsuits into a swimsuit cover. If we wanted justice, any rib kits would have to go to the Bahamian hospital, and the embassy refused to help, so we'd be on our own and have to pay our way back. We didn't have our passports. The embassy never contacted anybody at all. These people have been arrested. Uh, one figure on the island, apparently, one of the rapers, is uh, leveraging his influence to secure his brother's release because he's a big, powerful figure in the Bahamas. And the, apparently the fix was in when two American women, 31-year-old moms, got raped at Pirate's Cove Resort in the Grand Bahamas over the weekend. And then they were accused of being just drug addicts, refused rape kits. Oh, I'll tell you what, if I was your husband, I'd kill the bastards. You'd be some justice. Holy criminy. And the poor women are now dead. Their pictures are all over the place. Their videos are all over the place. Can you imagine living with that now? Oh, my God. Bahamas. All right, 513. Holy crap of sports and comedy bits we'll have, we'll, and uh, Supreme Court stuff. There's a lot of good things coming up with the Kevin Pete and Flounder. Here we go. I like how coming up, we'll talk about the farmer needs a wife coming up today. Also, Pete Davis is going to tell us about an incredible zip line that I saw you sent on my phone. Holy crap. And I got a bunch of birthdays in history, but first we start with holy crap at sports with Pete Davis. 
We're only 12 days away from the Braves' first full squad workout on February 20th, so gird your loins. Spring baseball just around the corner. Wow. Yes, sir. That's outstanding. (laughs) And how... How would you like to see Austin Riley and Spencer Strider suit up for the good old USA? Wouldn't you cool. love to see that? Yeah, yes, you would. Absolutely. MLB owners have heard a presentation yesterday outlining a plan to maybe let major leaguers play for their countries in the 2028 Olympic Games in L.A. 2028? Right. Okay. Right. Next 2028. one. 2028. So maybe by then you'll have some Olympic stories written for us. All right. I'm going to do one this weekend. <laughs> Yeah. Uh-huh. A happy belated <laughs> birthday to the greatest Southern gentleman I've ever had the pleasure of knowing and working with in radio, Falcons great Jeff Van Note. Noter belongs Noter. in the Hall of Fame. Yes, he does. Happy birthday. You know, he's of the Roswell Van oh, Note. Now, do we have a, an age on uh, Mr. Note? Go, uh, I, if I did, I wouldn't say it. Well, he wouldn't mind. Uh, Jeff Van Note may be, tell me a quick story. We worked together uh, when he started doing a sports commentary back when I was, it was many, many, many years ago here in Atlanta. And I'd been on the radio, was doing a talk show, and I, he was kind of on as a guest once in a while in the morning and doing stuff. And he came to me one day when they hired him to do commentary, to be part of the team. And he said, he said, Kimmer, I said, I don't know what to do. He said, I'm not a broadcaster. I mean, what, what do I do? I mean, I'm real nervous about this. And I give the only advice we all, any of us would give the same thing. Just be yourself. You know, you, you're, you're hired because of you. They want to hear you talk about your experiences and what you think, and that's it. Just have fun. Uh, you know, don't even think about it. Just answer the questions. Have fun. Make comments and be yourself. That's all you can do. And just just calming him down like that was. And he, and he, that's the way he was. He wasn't. A, you know, he, he's not a you know a real active uh, you know peppy kind of guy. But he was perfect at what he did. And a real just a, one of the nicest men you'll ever meet too. As a for a, especially for a lineman, yeah. football lineman. Uh, those guys are, I mean, that's a tough, I'm, I'm telling you, that's a tough way to make a living. If you've ever been down on the sidelines and working at camp stuff with linemen, oh, my God. And he may be one of the nicest men you'll ever meet. So happy birthday. Sorry, I'm sorry to ramble. He's just a very nice man. And, I really and, appreciate and, and a sense of humor. I remember sitting at the TWA Dome in St. Louis, which is a dump. It was a bat cave. <laughs> and you could look out over the bombed out uh, factories <laughs> that no longer were there. And over the Mississippi in the background, it was sometime in December. It was like 20 degrees. And we're sitting there looking out, uh, having a coffee before uh, the Falcons came and the Rams. And we looked out, and he just shook his head and said, Leningrad on the Mississippi. <laughs> what a nice man. Jeff Van like. Note. Happy birthday. Goodbye. Good guy. Did ESPN college football analyst Kirk Herbstreet tell a top-rated quarterback to transfer away from the Bulldogs? Well, Spencer Ooh. Davis of Saturday Down South reports that Herbstreet was amongst the people who encouraged five-star quarterback Dylan Rayola to flip from Georgia to Nebraska, according to comments from Rayola's own father, Dominic who shared that intel on an interview on the Rivals podcast. Dominic, also played for Nebraska, detailed some of the conversation with Herb Street. Quote, when he saw the smoke about Dylan entertaining Nebraska, he called me, he said, dude, is this true? He's got to do it. End quote. Oh, huh. really? It's unclear when this happened, uh, supposedly between Herb Street and Rayola. Dylan flipped his commitment from UGA to Nebraska December 18th, officially signed with the Huskers two days later. The Buford High School star, a big loss for the Dogs. He was the number 21 overall player and the number three quarterback in the country for wow. the class of 24, according to 24-7 Sports Composite. George is still able to get a good quarterback, though, in that class. They signed four-star Ryan Puglisi. 
So that's yeah. part of their number one signed class, by the way. So it's, it's pretty good there. But wouldn't he have a lot SEC, of a chance? Wouldn't he, I'm sorry. Wouldn't he have a chance to make a lot of NIL money at Georgia compared to Nebraska? Uh, yeah, and, probably and, more. And but be he's, the future of the team after you know you wait a year and get all, got acclimated, and then yeah. you got th- anyway. I don't get. He's it. got family ties in Nebraska. Yeah. That's one no, of the reasons he went there. SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey said Wednesday that the new strategic partnership between his conference and the Big Ten is a response to the need for leadership that can introduce some new perspective, new ideas, new thinking, and maybe even more important, help cut through the bureaucratic tape we face in college athletes. The relationship is not intended to circumvent the NCAA at all. Oh, no. I now, to, yeah, to help you understand what this really means, yeah. if you want to close your eyes, please close your eyes right now and yeah. picture a large cat playing with a mouse, mm-hmm. batting it around from paw to paw, and then swallowing it whole. That's what the Big Ten and the SEC is about to do to the NCAA. <laughs> it looks like it. And in case you think all football coaches are on board with this NIL stuff, Check out Tulsa head coach Kevin Wilson reading a text message he got from a player wanting to know how much money he could get to play for him. So here's a great text message right here. Typical in first questions is, what do you get? I go, you'll get nothing like it. That's what they said. In, that's what they told Spalding, right? From a guy saying, hey, hey, coach, just asking, um, um, you know, about money. I'm not a money hungry person. Don't need a ton of money. Um, but this is a transfer. I've been getting about six to seven K a month. I got three dogs and a girlfriend, so what do you think I'll get there? And I said, the first thing you need to do is drop the dogs, and I'm not sure about the girl. <laughs> I don't think it's a good fit. <laughs> Jeez. Wow. Yeah. Well, there you if are. You're on, yeah, that, that's good for him. If you're on social media today and realize you haven't had your daily fix of seeing a Raheem Morris pick, just go to AtlantaFalcons.com. <laughs> They're on page one this morning. They've since changed it. You'd find seven various poses of the new head coach, including sitting at a conference table, exiting a plane, sitting alone at a conference table, holding up a jersey with his name on it, looking pensive yet optimistic out of a plane's window, a jovial shot of him on the field with his cap on backwards, and my personal favorite, adjusting his power red tie whilst laughing at some merriment happening off camera. <laughs> it was a virtual cornucopia of coaching charisma captured on camera. I'm telling you. Anyway, he better win. That's all I'm saying. He better win. After a noble effort, your Atlanta Hawks fell in Boston last night, 125-117. And the NBA trade deadline ended at 3 this afternoon. No Hawks were involved, just like mm. no Hawks have been involved in the NBA Finals since they moved to Atlanta. Well, so well, I guess are. everything's okay. Yeah. They're happy with their team, <laughs> and we'll just keep going with that. Uh, the White Sox, who have never gotten over the fact that back in 91, they built the last boring ballpark before Baltimore unveiled Oriole Park at Camden Yards and showed what a true park should look like, have released an artist rendering of what a proposed new complex would look like in Chicago on the south side. As all teams are doing now, they're copying the Braves' blueprint of surrounding the park with a village of condos, hotels, and restaurants. But the Chai Sox ballpark will have features unique to Chicago, Mm. like it being next to the Chicago River, allowing frightened fans to flee the area on boats when the inevitable drive-by shootings (laughs) and citywide riots occur. A special booth will be installed, manned by Chicago aldermen, so citizens can drop their bribes off on the spot. (laughs) 
and left field will be designated a sanctuary space where illegals will be allowed to squat and beat up local police in between innings. <laughs> and don't forget the, uh, the special section where they're going to give you the pre-filled out ballots also to save you time That's at true. the election time. <laughs> you, you can vote right there as you're Here's being your shot vote. at. Here you go. Thanks for coming in. <laughs> and you think I'm kidding. They literally had a shooting at the ballpark last year, and the police decided yeah. it wasn't a big enough deal to tell anybody. Yeah, yeah they want to keep so, it quiet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you get a lot of stupid questions at the Super Bowl. A sports reporter in Vegas has asked 49ers quarterback Brock Purdy if he's noticed that he looks a lot like JFK alleged assassin Lee Harvey Oswald. Oh, my God. Purdy said, no. <laughs> <laughs> God. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Uh, former Mets manager Buck Showalter is coming forward with some of the inner workings of the dysfunctional Mets family that he had to deal with before he got fired, especially when it came to management listening to the analytic crowd. Here's a quote from Buck. We had a guy that hit a triple and two doubles, and they came in and said, well, he probably needs a day off because he ran too much around the bases yesterday. <laughs> So, so why do you want me to tell him, don't get any hits so you can play the next day? I didn't quite understand that one, and I said, okay, you go out there and tell Brandon Nimmo that he's not playing today because he did too well last night, end quote. Good grief. Well, there, it's analytics. And you wonder, there you are, yeah. That's the Mets, yep. and that's why the Mets are the Mets. That's Dear what they Lord. do. By the way, there's a, there was a nationwide contest for a look-like for Brock Purdy, and you get a free ticket to the Super Bowl, and it was won by a girl. <laughs> a tranny or an actual girl? No, it was an actual girl. A, girl a, real, had, a real oh, woman. I'll be darned. <laughs> On this date, February 8th, 1942, at Folsom Prison, California, the annual game between major league players and the prison team has stopped at the end of the seven innings. Why did they stop it? Uh, probably some beatings that were uh, taking place, I would assume, but I don't know for sure. No, they discovered the two prisoners had escaped during the game. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a Burt Reynolds movie. Oh, I, I would love to see mercy. that. Uh, they found three hours later after being signed by the Phillies. So, <laughs> that's what they used to do. Good grief. And speaking of the Phillies, 1956, Connie Mack died at the age of 93. He managed the athletics from 1901 to 1950. Five World Series titles to the Hall of Fame in 1937. Oh, and that's sport. Well, I have a bunch of sports history type things, if you don't mind, and a couple of sports birthdays. Right. Bethany Hamilton. She was just in the news yesterday, uh, the one-armed surfer girl, uh, with uh, the other girl making news about all the trannies trying to Riley play uh, girls. Sport. Riley Gaines trying to play girls. She was just interviewed uh, yesterday. It, did you see the tranny? Did you see the tranny protester showed up with a shark doll? Yeah, oh, yeah. Her? Can you believe that? To make fun of her shark eating her arm off. And yeah, the tolerant, protesters tolerant people, aren't yeah. they? Uh, Bethany is Freaks. 34 today. Julio Jones, 35. Now, I still, I think with the Phillies still, or is it, uh, he may, was may have been cut. I don't Eagles. know. Yeah, Philadelphia was, Eagles. I think he's still there. I don't know. Uh, Julio's 35. Alonzo Mourning is 55, a former uh, basketball star. Uh, let's see. Uh, history notes on this day, 1936. The first National League draft, football league draft, was held. The first team to pick was the Phillies. The first player picked was Jay Burwanger. That was nineteen thirty. Uh, the Philly? Why do you keep saying Phillies? I bet. Oh, did I say Phil? I mean the Eagle. I did say Phil. I did say Phillies, didn't I? What I'm so well. I'm a little black. What are you, today. Joe Biden here? I'm kind of. Have a Joe you got Biden. some uh, documents hidden well, in your garage? I've, I've been hiding documents. I got something hidden in my trunk right now. <laughs> Wish okay, I hadn't said that out loud. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, did I say that out loud? <laughs> no, I'm not. Oh. <laughs> testing, testing. That's, uh, also, that's on, quiet this, part. on this day in 1963, Lamar Hunt, owner of the American Football League franchise in Dallas at the time in 63, moved the whole shebang to Kansas City and started calling them the Chiefs in 1963. And also, speaking of moving, 1996, Cleveland agreed to drop its lawsuit against the NFL after announcing that Art Modell could move his NFL franchise to Baltimore, but he'd have to leave the Browns' name behind. Three years later, Cleveland would get a football franchise back, but they've had a rough existence did, ever since. Did they? Did they really get one back? Well, that's the question. I think probably. <laughs> um, hey. uh, two more quickies. Um, uh, 1986, Bud Webb won the NBA Slam Dunk Contest at the oppressive height of 5 feet 7. Uh, the competition included the previous year's champ, uh, year's champ Dominique Wil- uh, Wilkins, who towers over him at 6 foot 8. Uh, and one last thing. Uh, in 1983, Wayne Gretzky set a record when he scored four goals in one period during the NHL <laughs> Hockey All-Star Game. There you go. Anyway, 531, Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder, and more uh, 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 stupid, stupid, stupid president face coming up. It's now in writing. And also Supreme Court stuff, the First Lady. So now we got a whole bunch of And Flounder's funnies, too, at 532 with the Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder. Here. News, news, breaking news. Florida GOP Senator Rick Scott is calling for Biden's cabinet to invoke the 25th Amendment to remove him from office over damning classified docs probe because, quote, he already had diminished faculties eight years ago, end quote. Okie dokie. Now, what is? I wonder what this means. Do they have to have a hearing on it. Is this a, a, an official request that's got to be answered, or he's just calling on the calling on somebody to do something, basically? But again, we yeah, just we, we just we just talked about him again. He's lost his mind, and and I'm telling uh, if you if you just ah, I just lost it. If you just joined us, uh, they uh, decided the, uh, the special counsel this investigator decided not to charge President Crime Family with a crime for his mishandling of the secret high classified documents. Uh, no criminal charges are warranted in this matter. And he said it's because uh, Biden would present himself to a jury as he did with us as a sympathetic, well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory. Our direct interactions, observations, someone many jurors will want to identify with. He didn't remember much about being vice president. They said his memory was hazy the entire time. It was very difficult getting information on him. They put it in writing in this official report. He's so bumbleheaded, he can't even be charged with a crime that got Donald Trump in federal problem with him for years now. He couldn't remember when his son Bo died. Yeah, he keeps saying he died in Iraq. And he, uh, well, no, no he, he doesn't know when he died. Yeah. That's what he told the prosecutor. He didn't know. Oh Lord, and he couldn't remember much about being vice president. And and by the way, this is now in writing. So I can't wait. I haven't seen. I haven't seen much. Well, well, Rick Scott just made the first reaction. We got to get rid of this guy. On the other hand, that's going to give us what? Vice President Shiftless and Lazy, the side piece as President of the United States. That's true. But lead Democrats in chaos. Yeah. Put the politics aside. This is the betterment of the country. We've got a feeble-minded yeah, idiot I, I agree. as president, and you can't have that no matter who's in power. Yeah, I know. But we're we're screwed. 
no matter what. And by the way, how are the Democrats going to? I keep telling you, they're going to throw him down the stairs, or he's going to say, "Well, I, I'm, I'm uh, something happened, and I've got a problem. I can't run now." There's no way they're going to run him after, especially after this and the last two examples of him identifying talking with people who've been dead for 20 years, or seven years in one case and over 20 in the other. It's Michelle. They're going to bring her out oh either before God. or during the convention. Holy smokes. Uh, 540 with the Kimber Pete and Flounder. Okay, we got a lot of things to fill in here between now and 6. Oh, and, and a reminder, uh, we used to work with our buddy named Shannon Burke, and he's still down in Florida at, on Man Florida Man Radio, as they call it. You can Google that. And uh, uh, on Thursdays, and we will today, when we get off at 6 o'clock, we stick around, and Shannon brings us on to his show down in Florida to chat and for a few minutes see what's going on. So uh, my point is, if you would like to hear what Shannon Burke's up to and hear us talking with Shannon Burke, who used to work together with here in Atlanta. Uh, after 6 o'clock, you can Google uh, Florida Man Radio or whatever other source it might be, and, and you can hear our conversation after 6 o'clock. Uh, uh, so, and, and also, we're going to be playing... Uh, we got a Gen Z girl trying to get a job, which is kind of interesting. I also have kind of a, uh, of a, of a happy story about a special kid I want to get uh, over to you today. Also, you'll hear some Supreme Court stuff, which just go. I mean, it's just really, really fascinating. And I, got, I listened to a lot of it before I came into work. And it was just, I mean, you're part of history. Listening to the actual court case that may determine the future of our nation. For a very long, forever, perhaps. Uh, quick birthdays. Um, uh, Seth Green. Co-creator of Robot Chicken, Scott Evil in the Austin Powers movies, Oz on Buffy the Vampire Slayer, voice of Chris on Family Guy, Seth Green is 50, Stephanie Courtney, you don't know that name, she's 54, she's Flo from those progressive insurance commercials. Flo is Stephanie Courtney, she's 54 years old today. Uh, and, one, and on a quick history note, on this day in 1976, one of the great soliloquies of all time, Flounder? Uh, now, 1976, one of the great soliloquies of all time. Three. You talking two. to me? You talking to me? You talking to me? Well, who the hell else are you talking? You talking to me? Well, I'm the only one here. Who the f do you think you're talking? <laughs> <laughs> Taxi Driver, 1976, premiered in New York. Robert De Niro and Jodie Foster played a 12-year-old hooker, or 13 or whatever she was, and that was one of the thousand. What a weird movie. That, a, a weird, weird, weird hard movie. movie. A very hard movie. Uh, 542. Oh, geez, where to start? Let's do the Gen Z crying girl. Should we do that? And then we'll play some uh, Supreme Court stuff. A uh, 26-year-old New York woman vented her frustration on social media trying to go door-to-door -door trying to find a job. Her name is Loheny Santos from Brooklyn. Tears rolling down her face. And she here she is on TikTok complaining about trying to find work. She wants to be a little bit embarrassing because I'm literally applying for, like, minimum wage jobs. And some of them are being like, we're not hiring. And it's like, what? This is not what I expected. I graduated college with two degrees in communications and acting. I speak three languages. Oh, this sucks. Like, I, I just want to be a TikToker if I'm being so for real with you. But I can't be delusional anymore. Like, I literally need to make money. So I'm just going to keep trying. She's wiping away tears. She's going to keep trying. God bless well, her for that. But uh, go ahead. Okay, okay let, let me get, it's New York City, right? Yeah, yeah, New York, yeah. 
Okay, the whole country needs workers and is hiring. Get out of New York City. Yeah. Well, she said she said she couldn't believe how how hard it is to do it. And she said, but here's what bothers me. She said, I really I just want to be a TikToker. If I'm being for real, I want to be a TikToker, mm-hmm. but I realize I can't be delusional. I got to make money again. They think that you can make a living as a TikToker. The social media iPhone yesterday's cigarettes are, are having these people in their 20s still think they can just go on their phone and make a living. And the problem yeah. is some of them do and they make a great living. There are, you know, how many people are influencers, which means nothing. They just take pictures of themselves walking around and doing stuff and they're making 50 grand a month. Another word for influencer is unemployed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I want to be an actor, but here's your order. I mean, my God. I'm telling you, you, she has two degrees, and she can speak three languages. Speaks three languages. And she can't find a job. She's in the wrong part of the country. For minimum wage, too. Uh, she, She applies for anything, she says. God bless her for that. Uh, 5.44. I want to do a quick story here, and then we'll play some uh, Supreme Court stuff. We have a Flounders Funny. Maybe do it at the end of the show. We'll do one if that's okay with you. Uh, A a teenage girl, 13-year-old girl with Down syndrome, uh, was going through to try to get on her cheer team uh, with her school's uh, spirit group, and she was on the sidelines. It turns out that her, uh, this is in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and she's been performing with the cheerleaders and dance teams for many years. She's 13 years old, but she tried out again for the new one at her age group, and she didn't make the team. Well, uh, they uh, in an Instagram video posted by her older sister, Emmy Talent, matched every move the Talent uh, a cheer squad was doing while they performed inside the gymnasium at their school. What happened was that the school had been very uh, super, super supportive of this girl with Down syndrome, but she didn't make the team. Her mother says the daughter didn't immediately comprehend what had happened. She didn't understand it even after the coach explained it. I explained it. She just kept saying, I'm on the team, I'm on the team. She'd been involved in cheerleaders uh, since she was in kindergarten. She eventually accepted the fact she wouldn't be doing pom-poms this season. Uh, and she saw the, the older sister said her mood just really turned sour. About a week later, we were talking about the upcoming game, and she started getting teary-eyed and crying. Uh, she'd spend her summers in cheerleading camp. Well, she went to the game, and she started doing all the routines just like the cheerleaders were doing at the game, just like they were. Her friends encouraged her, the fact the people in the school um, and her sister says I've always wanted to share Emma's humor and positivity with others there are a lot of people who have no exposure or experience with people with special needs like Down syndrome and it can make them closed minded I wanted to give a little piece of Emma to have the world see these people can be seeing the joy that comes with someone with special needs uh, and it's a, it's a sweet story there's video and pictures and so forth and I'll tell you when I did a charity golf tournament once for the Down Syndrome Society and was one of the most pleasurable um, awesome, inspiring, and touching events I've ever done in my life. Uh, really re- rewarding for me, and I hope for them. But it uh, was really, really, really uh, special. Uh, oh, and I'm late. 546. Okay, Supreme Court stuff. If you haven't heard it, you're going to love some of these comments, man. It's a Supreme Court huge decision. It's all coming up next. Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder. For you here with a Kimmer Pete and Flounder 1063. Early one morning the sun was shining. I was laying in bed. Mm-hmm. Wandering 
if she'd change it all if her hair was still red. <laughs> the folks, they said our lives together sure was gonna be rough. They never did like Mama's homemade dress. Papa's bankbook wasn't big enough. 1975, Bob Dylan, number one in the U.S. chart with his 15th studio album, Blood on the Tracks, his second American number one album. The album become part of Dylan's all-time best-selling studio releases, double platinum U.S. certification by the recording industry. Oh, every song on that album is a classic. Every single song is yeah. beautiful. I'm really, you know, it's amazing. At, at my age, I'm, I'm enjoying the legacy of Bob Dylan more now than I did when I was 16 or 17. And I saw him, in, I saw him at the Boys Club in, in Pittsfield, Massachusetts, barefoot in a farmer's outfit in an overall. He's a treasure. <laughs> Unbelievable. I mean, I, I mean National what a, treasure. Yeah. Uh, 553. Uh, birthdays include Mary McCormick, handsome woman, Stephen Armell's partner in uh, the Stars wrestling series Heels. She was a badass star of the network's In Plain Sight. And she was also on uh, West Wing. She played one of the uh, uh, military uh, Navy girls, I think. I can't remember anyway. A, a lawyer type. Mary McCormick, 55. Oh, oh she played uh, uh, Howard Stern's girlfriend, wife, on uh, on the uh, Stern movie. That's Mary McCormick, I think. And, oh, no, wait. Oh, she, yeah, that's Mary McCormick. I'm pretty, yeah. Uh, Vince Neal from Motley Crue, uh, 63 today. John Grisham, the legend author, the firm, the client, the rainmaker, chamber, Pelican Brief. John Griffin's Griffin. Grisham is 69, and on this day in history, 1693, a charter was granted for the College of William and Mary in Williamsburg, Virginia, 1693, and same day, 1861, the Confederate States of America were formed. There you go. Okay, 554. Yes, sir? A couple more things uh, from the Daily Mail about the Biden thing here. Yeah. Uh, First of all, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene has joined Rick Scott in calling for the 25th Amendment. So there's two people. To take him out of office. Yeah. And here's a headline, Daily Mail. President Mumblebum talks to dead people. Can't remember who Hamas are. And now even his own DOG pack, DOJ pack him off to the nursing home. Biden won't be voted out of the White House. He'll be wheeled out. Well, you have to wonder, this is like five or six things in the course of a few days showing the man isn't capable. I mean, he, the, the federal official who investigated the, the horrible crime of leaving unsecured do- secret documents in your garage, and he had no authority as vice president or a civilian to do either one of those things. Among other places, he left documents, too. And then they say they're not going to charge him with a crime because he'd never be convicted because he's such a bumble brain. He's, he's an old fool. He's an old goof. Didn't remember anything. Couldn't remember when his son died. Couldn't remember anything about being vice president. His memory's gone. Oh, my God. And, we, and, 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 and Karine Vajin Vashin just did, you know, was giving word salad trying to say, well, he misspoke. It's hardly misspeaking. This is brain damage. This is a man who's not there. Holy cow, 555. Uh, wow. Uh, let's play a couple of Supreme Court things. Founder, do you mind? Let's do, uh, let's do Gorsuch first. This was fun. He's reading the riot act of this uh, Colorado Roy- lawyer trying to make sure Donald Trump doesn't get on the ballot. And Gorsuch was saying, you keep trying to change the laws. That's not it. Here's Gorsuch first. And we'll get some You more. say he is disqualified from holding office from the moment it happens. Correct, but nevertheless... So, so it, it, it operates, you say, that it, there's no, no legislation necessary. I thought that was the whole theory of your case, and no procedure necessary. It happens automatically. 
Well, certainly you need a procedure in order to have any remedy to enforce the disqualification. Which I under, that's a whole separate question. That's the de facto doctrine. Doesn't work here. Okay, put that aside. <laughs> He's disqualified from the moment. Self-executing. Done. And I would think that a person who would receive a direction from that person, the president, former president in your view, would be free to act as he or she wishes without regard to that individual. I don't think so because I think again the de facto Why? officer doctrine would nevertheless come into play to say this is no de facto that that doesn't work, Mr. Murray, because de facto <laughs> officer is to ratify the conduct that's done afterwards and, 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 and insulate from judicial review. <laughs> Put that aside. I'm not going to say it again. Put it aside, okay? I think Justice Lee is asking a very different question, a more pointed one, and more difficult one for you, I understand. But I think it deserves an answer. On your theory, would anything compel a, a lower official to obey an order from, in your view, the former president? I'm imagining a situation where, for example, a former president was, you know, a president was elected and they were 25 and they were ineligible to no, hold office, but no, nevertheless they were no, put into that no, office. No, no, we're talking about Section 3. And please don't change the hypothetical, okay? <laughs> please don't change the hypothetical. I know I like doing it too, but please don't do it. Okay? Well, the, the point I'm trying to make is He's that disqualified from the moment he committed an uh, anyway, what an ex- what a wonderful experience listening to the Supreme Court arguing the case for Donald no. Trump. Holy cow! Yeah. We gotta go. Kipper, Pete, and Flounder uh, for a quick uh, a comedy bit. Flounder's funny. It's right here before we leave the premises. Okay. I don't know when you're a comedian, you get asked the same questions all the time. And I think the honest question I always get asked is, uh, "So you're a comedian, huh? You like it?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I won't be up here if I didn't want to be here. <laughs> Generally, this is not one of those jobs your parents force you into. <laughs> <laughs> Never hear a guy up here complaining, yeah, I wanted to be a doctor, but my old man. <laughs> comedy, 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 comedy. <laughs> I was the only kid in Little League with big floppy clown shoes. <laughs> Actually, my parents are pretty cool with what I do, which is odd, because they're smart. <laughs> They're teachers. We need good teachers. I've had some bad ones. Yeah, teachers here? Yeah, God bless you. We need good teachers. I've had, fifth grade, I had a teacher who would use big words and use them wrong. And one day there was an eclipse, and we all wanted to run out and go see the eclipse, and she stops us at the door. She goes, don't look right at the sun. Don't look straight at the sun. You'll burn your rectum. Said, lady, I think you're looking out the wrong eye. One of those two eyes. Anyway, uh, we'll be out with Shannon Burke on his show in a couple of minutes. Uh, Kipper, Pete, and Flounder. Uh, God bless America. Let it rip Friday tomorrow. Well, I got to go here killing me. Hoorah, Semper Fi. Herp and herp. Look out. <laughs> Thank you. 
In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps a $5 minimum balance required. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. So, Robert, I want to thank you for your time. I just don't think you're the right person for this position. I don't understand. Was it something I said? Well, we did a background check on you and found some things of concern. If you're in charge of hiring for your company, you know how helpful a background screening can be. That's why companies that use Horizon Background Screening make smarter hiring decisions. Don't let the wrong hire put your company at risk. Get the real story on your candidates at horizonscreening.com. Horizonscreening.com. 